Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Rick Budd, and in Port Ruby, I'm the Game Master. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on Twitch TV slash QTimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello again, and welcome to PowerPlay Season 3 again. Sorry about our minor technical difficulties there, uh, but we are back. Uh, I'm Rick Budget Game Masters with B. Zelda, Omar Anjan, Sam Delev, Caitlin Bruder. We're really happy to see you. Um, I was saying, uh, I don't know when we cut out, but I, I, I know I still owe you Operation Nazi Puncher. That is all in the works. Um, and uh, uh, you will get information about that a little later this season. We'll announce when that's coming. Um, for now, I want to throw a special thanks out to Jake and Lauren and the Mods and everyone at Q Times. Uh, as I always say, we could not do this without uh, you all doing what you do. Uh, the Mods are the real heroes of Twitch. Never forget it. And uh, to that end, your subs and your bits help support Q Times. And your donations to the tip jar that you see there below me uh, help uh, support the, the people uh, on the screen here. That's our Feed the Cast Fund. And uh, uh, to the end of filling that tip jar, uh, we have uh, some rewards as usual. Here's how they work. Um, oh, my God. I forgot to program the rewards into the, um, the, the reference thing. Okay. That's on me. Um, I did a bad. Uh, but for tonight, here's how they work. If we get to $50, you get uh, the team gets a point of community determination as usual. Right now, uh, we're starting a season, so there's no community determination and nobody has any determination. So uh, that is going at a premium. If we get to $150, the mysterious benefactor, as you know, uh, our team has... Um, uh, uh, our team has... Oops, sorry, getting a thing here. Do, do, do. We love our mysterious benefactors. We love the gifts that they offer. So, you know, we're hoping for some fabulous gifts this season. Yes. Maybe a jet, maybe um, a submarine. How about Thank an you. elephant, Rick? Thank you for vamping an for elephant? Uh, yeah, um, so we got the Mysterious Benefactor. As you know, inside the game, our team has a Mysterious Benefactor who sends them gifts that helps them out. Outside the game, we all know that that Benefactor is you, the chat. And tonight, if we get to $150, the chat can provide the team with a pair of power nullification handcuffs Whoa. that work on superpowers up to level 8. So that is a pair of cuffs that will help uh, subdue a baddie uh, who's got some pretty serious superpowers because level eight is pretty high for how we play here. Um, and maybe, just maybe, a little bit of a hint there about the kinds of things you're going to be encountering this season. So, um, yeah, $150 power nullification cuffs. And if we get to $250, if you are that generous with us and you have been uh, just every time so far, and we are just totally humbled by that, the After Credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. Uh, always a favorite for me. Um, so you, I was going to say you can always see these tiers in chat by hitting Command Unlocks, but I forgot to program it because I am a bad person. Um, so you can't, but I will remind them of you as often as I possibly can. And then, uh, during the break, uh, I'll see if I can uh, sneak in there and, and program them in. Um, and yeah, that's totally on me. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a good flogging after this is all over. Um, so otherwise... Um, if you can't help us out through donations, you can help us out by liking and commenting on our YouTube videos or helping us share tweets and prom promote stuff, and, and we really appreciate all that. Uh, and um, now you can get PowerPlay merchandise, like this nifty T-shirt here that's got uh, all of Caitlin's amazing character art on it. And uh, there are stickers, like that sticker you see there, and uh, that there. 
Um, and then there are some other stickers with the character art on it. And uh, yeah, Jake will drop the link to the Q Times Teespring store there, uh, there into the chat. The game we play here is called Icons. It's published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson. You can check him out on Twitter at S Kenson. Uh, the book edition is published by Green Ronin. Uh, they were sold out last time I checked. I don't know if they still are, but you can always get it on PDF. Uh, you can follow the show on at PowerPlay RPG on Twitter and Instagram. PowerPlay is now available as a podcast uh, for the podcast inclined. You can find that wherever fine pods are casted. And uh, yeah, otherwise, um, I also want to say thank you to everybody for the amazing character uh, for the fan art that has been rolling in this weekend. Yes, which has just been blowing us away. Um, honestly. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's all so special. We, we, we honestly, we, I, I can't even get into words like how much it means to us. Um, and if you were around for the Q and A, we had that fan art reel. Uh, we're, we're going to show part of that again, uh, at the break today. So, and then, you know, a little bit different parts of it all, all season long. So, uh, stick around during the break and you can, you can get a look at some of the fan art that's rolled in. And that's the announcements time for the season premiere of power play. Welcome back. So, previously on Power Play, a lot happened in Power Play Season 2. So, uh, I'm going to try and recap this. Cut me some slack here. This is, it's, oh my God, it's so hard to decide what to put into these things. Um, Ulez Galley helped rescue Tulez, another member of their species who had become trapped on Earth. Benny found out the name and address of her biological father and also received a strange crystal necklace from a weird cult called the Enlightenists. Vion was kidnapped by his estranged sister, who he eventually reconciled with, and Cadrax was murdered by the son of their mentor, Sonavel, and then discovered that they were a mythical Eversinger when they came back to life. But mainly... Uh, the team witnessed several superpowered individuals like Curtis Haber, Tulez, uh, and uh, some others get kidnapped by mysterious teleporters wearing green robes. Uh, the team investigated, and eventually they tied these teleporters to a pre-colonial era order called the Solidarity of Man. At the same time, they were approached by Agent Steve, a representative of the top secret government agency called END, or the Department of Extra Normal Defense. Our heroes worked with END a little, running a mission for them and getting their help in tracking the, tracking the Solidary. Uh, and eventually, with a little help from a rogue group of government agents known as Project 5, the team figured out that the Solidary's teleporters were agents of END, and Agent Steve was their leader. They also learned uh, that End was imprisoning most of the superpowered population of Port Ruby in an invisible skyscraper known as the Glass Tower. And the team staged a kind of rescue prison break and ultimately they were able to expose the Glass Tower and, uh, and expose End to the whole world and defeat Agent Steve. Our heroes freed all of the superpowered prisoners of the Glass Tower who then escaped into the city of Port Ruby. 
And that's where we're going to pick up. Um, I see, by the way, we have unlocked the first tier. So y'all have a point of community determination. Thank you so much, everybody, for that. If we get to $150, uh, the team uh, will get a pair of power nullification cuffs that work up to level eight, which without, you know, dropping any spoilers, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to they're gonna need. So, uh, yeah, moving right along. It is the evening of Sunday, November 15th, 2020 right where we left off. We are outside the glass tower on the west side rail yards of Avalon. Uh, you entered on the afternoon of uh, late in the afternoon on Sunday, November 15th. And by the time it was all over, the sun was going down and now it's dark. Um, Tulez and the alien strike force vanished along with all of the rest of the supers. Henry Park, uh, who we, we said was played by Sung Kang, has taken his sister Michelle Park, who was uh, played by Arden Cho, uh, home to start rebuilding her life. And Major Bruce Buck, who is played by Paul Blackthorne, uh, secured the now superpowered Steve Stoughton, who is played by John Krasinski, uh, with a set of power nullification cuffs, and then locked him in the back of a military prisoner transport. Um, and Buck came back over to you and he said, all right, well, Stoughton is on his way to a military prison, the not secret kind, by the way, and, uh, then, uh, he'll get a trial, a fair one, though I'm not sure I'd bet on an acquittal. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I think me and Lila Pendry are going to oversee the dismantling of N. Uh, uh, so what comes next for you four? Well, I don't know. We should probably get something to eat, right? Oh, I would yeah. like to observe salad. Yeah, yeah. We can find a good salad place. Mm-hmm. Like a farm to table situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you all hungry? Do you want to come with us or do you want to, you know? Uh, no, I think I'm going to go finish up with my business and he kind of points over at that military transport. Yeah, that makes sense. Been waiting a long time for this and uh, I owe you one, frankly. This whole city probably does and certainly all the people that you just uh, liberated do too. So go enjoy. They owe us one what? Oh. Uh, Gratitude, the general concept of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those have units? Uh, yeah, kind of though, right? Like when you say like we're even, you're yeah. like, I give you a favor, you did me a favor. You uh, Like a solid, I think is kind of like the unit mm. of gratitude. Like you did me a solid, yeah. uh, I'll do you a solid. But you clearly experience gratitude and yet, Vion, you are not always solid. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Like like an ab- abstract scale of gratitude, I and, guess. And yeah. Major Bucks just kind of like, it, it sounds like you all have a lot to talk about. Why don't you go uh, and enjoy that salad? Um, and, How may we uh, contact you in future? Hmm, that's a good question. Ah, and uh, let's say he hands you a business card uh, that uh, just has a phone number on it, uh, and it says MBB in the corner. We all um, put it in our phones immediately, so we all have the number <laughs> in future. <laughs> and uh, he turns to head back to the transport, but then he stops. Oh, one more thing. I seriously doubt all of those supers you just released are harmless innocents. Port Ruby probably just inherited a whole mess of problems, so uh, watch out. 
And then he turns and heads to the truck. And you all go out for salad. Um, and, and over the next few weeks, um, well, a lot happens. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's go over these few weeks. We're going to spend some time here. Um, the city slowly recovers from its second earthquake in two months. Uh, much of northern Baronsdale is damaged. Electrical grids, pipes burst, all kinds of stuff. Uh, some stuff that was broken from the first earthquake, the one started by Curtis Haber, was barely getting fixed and now exacerbated by the second earthquake. News of the glass tower and what it was and what it was for begins to break in the media. Oh, Some people believe it. Some don't. Clips and photos of supers using their powers begin to spread. And again, some people think it's real. Some people think it's some kind of a hoax. The Port Ruby Standard begins to feature a regular column about supers written by Ann Witt, uh, who was played by Lucy Liu. Uh, it's called Power Players. And uh, the, fir the, first the first installment of this column does allude to the fact that she was already aware of the existence of people with superpowers, uh, though it does not mention any of you or even allude to your identities. For the four of you, though, things are mostly quiet while all this is going on, but I do want to highlight a few things that happened during those weeks. Um, first, Cadrax. The funeral of Elizabeth Talley is being held on Thursday, November 19th at Lawndale Cemetery. You are informed by your roommate, Abigail. Do you attend? In five days. Four days. Yes? Yeah, that would be four days after the events of the season finale. Yes. Okay. Do you invite Benny Vian and Ulez? It would not occur to me to do so. Okay. Cadrax, you are at the funeral of your former mentor, Elizabeth Talley. It is a cold November morning. Winter is coming, to coin a phrase. Um, the sky is gray. It's, there's a lot of racket going on. There's some construction work going on in the cemetery. You can hear jackhammers and bulldozers somewhere working. It echoes all over. It's a little unsettling. Your roommate and coworker, Abigail Fripp, is there, uh, played by Kristen Bell. Um, as are many faces you, you know from the hospital, uh, Dr. Celia Landry, uh, who we said was played by uh, The Flash's Candace Patton. Uh, Dr. Will Downs, played by Robert Buckley from iZombie. Uh, and uh, Ted Berry, the manager of the Human Resources Department, uh, played by J.K. Simons. Um, it is a dignified funeral, and everyone is offered the chance to speak in memory of Dr. Talley. Do you want to speak? I do not. Uh... Cadrax is somewhat uneasy here and does continuously look over their shoulder. What are you looking for? Just 
Intellectually, nothing. Instinctually, it... The last time I was at the grave of a mentor. Uh, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, to remind, remind some people of some stuff going on. The last time I was Kadrax, stabbed. That, that's the end of that yes. sentence. Kadrax was stabbed. Um, Kadrax not having a great time with mentors. Uh, for people who might remember last season, um, uh, Tally died in the earthquake Kadrax set off uh, when they learned the fate of the Knights of the Blue. Um, so I, I can understand if all this is a little bit tough on you. Um, so yeah, you, you, you listen to the others speak and uh, when it is over, you are approached by Ted Berry, who uh, walks over to you. Dr. Dialto, do you have a moment? Of course, yes. How may I assist you? Well, the investigation into those irregularities in your record uh, is now complete and it is my duty, nay, my pleasure to tell you your suspension is over because you are officially fired. This seems a radically ill-considered time to express pleasure. Well, my mom always said I was a strange guy, but, uh, well, frankly, I've never quite liked the cut of your jib, Dr. Dialdo. There's always been something a little off about you, and I, I think the hospital is a little bit better off without you now. Now, the board does not want to create a public situation, so we won't be pressing any charges for your fraud. But I don't recommend trying to find work at any other area hospital. Good day, doctor. Or should I say former doctor? And he turns and walks away. And uh, That's not how Ab human medical licenses work. I Abigail comes running up to you and is just like, Oh my God, what, 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 a, what, a, what a jerk. I heard every word of that. Are you okay? I'm sorry he upset you. Upset, upset me? No, no, it's okay. You, you're allowed to be upset. This, I'm, I'm going to talk to somebody. I, that is not required of you. There are appeals processes for this. Uh, if you were in fact witness to his expression of pre-existing animus, that will go a very long way. Yeah, no, yeah you know, I, I, I was witness to that. So, so you do not have to do. be proactive in my defense. Well, I want to be, but can I, can I hug you? And Cadrax puts their arms around her to indicate consent. Yeah, and she just kind of gives you a big tight hug and then sort of backs up and is like, oh yeah, and, and there's something else I wanted to talk about. I don't want you to move out. You know, I remember you said that and then your friend showed up and, 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 and you never kind of brought it up again. And if that's still in your head, I just, you know, ever, ever, ever since that night, 
outside the hospital when, when you saved me from that mugger. I just, I, I just felt really attached to you. And I just, I wouldn't feel right without you being around anymore. I want you to stay. I cannot protect you, Abigail. Well, maybe I can protect you. You are not required to be proactive in my defense. Hey, I'm not required to do anything, but I want to. Come on, let's go home and we'll talk about it there. Can we have the crunchy one? for dinner? Whatever you want. And, and I'll be along in a moment. Okay. She, she walks away and goes and stand by the gate of the cemetery. What do you want to do? Um, I suppose it is probably a complex action to be in resonance with my mentor, but it is, this entire means of, of mourning is very strange to me. And though I accept these traditions and their burial, Though not a member of the choir herself, she, Dr. Telly, had excellent qualities. I don't think it is audible to most humans. But. Yeah, I'm not even going to make your role for that. You know, just describe to us what happens. Hadrax puts their hand to the ground and perhaps a little bit of dust lifts off of it, but this is not, this is not an earthquake. It is not so unlike the ping that they made to find the corporeal body of Sonnenfeld beneath the ground, but in this, for the briefest moment, the molecules of Dr. Tally's body vibrate and almost come apart as they would in, in the choral tradition, but out of respect to the humans after that moment, after that connection to the choir beyond. The shaking stops and she remains as she is. And I say goodbye. Uh, well, that's kind of beautiful. Um, yeah, and, and, and you head home with Abigail. Vion? During these weeks, you've been spending, you know, a lot of time at your office. 
um, maybe getting it in the shape, you know, setting stuff up. Uh, anything you particular want to be doing during these weeks or? Um, one, I would uh, request Ulez's assistance in setting up uh, like a little garden somewhere, even just like a windowsill garden. Sure. Uh, preferably like a tea garden set. Yes. So we just like <laughs> have like some chamomile and like some lavender and stuff like that. Um, and uh, other than that, I think I, I've really just been, I think I've been digging into uh, the book I received at the end of last season. And the end of last season, Vion got um, uh, Guinevere Voller's book of spells uh, when he earned the power of magic. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've mostly been going through that. Yeah, so you know what? We're going to say that studying has helped you out a little bit, and uh, your magic has now jumped from level two to level four. You love to see it. And uh, let's say you are at your office uh, working one day, um, maybe working on the garden with Ulez, uh, when uh, the door uh, creaks open and uh, Pete Almeida, played by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, pokes his head in and uh, he says, hey, who wants coffee? <laughs> get in here as fast as you possibly can how are you doing oh i'm all right it's a little cold out there he's like you know i was just walking down the street and i got passed by a guy levitating two feet off the ground just Thank flying you. down the street it, it's miraculous you know it's what a time to be alive that's uh, absolutely incredible that's something else it's coffee and, for you thank you thank you Ulez, uh, you want some coffee oh yes please Sure, and uh, yeah, just like you like it. Um, he's like, and something else we need to catch up on. What's that? And he, re he reaches into his backpack and he pulls out the rune stone that you gave him to translate. He says, remember this? Okay. And I told you it was Norse, right? So here's, here's what I've got. Okay. The saga of the Greenlanders and the saga of Eric the Red tell us that the Norse were in North America long before Columbus. Yeah. As early as the 10th century. And that is backed up by the archaeological site at Lanciox Meadows in Canada. Yep. But very few people believe that the Vikings made it as far south as Port Ruby. And that's why this runestone may be such an important find. If the place you found it is the place the Vikings left it, it would prove that they're here, or they were here. And the inscription might suggest why it isn't mentioned in any of the sagas. Now, I won't bore you with the details of translating Old Norse, but basically this inscription is a warning to sailors. It says... Do not make landfall on this island where 37 good men were killed by a monster. Pretty spooky, right? That is I mean, very cool. Spooky. Yeah. But spooky. Interesting. Okay. Okay. There might be a monster here. That's pretty good to know. And I want to go ahead and I want to walk over to like a giant bulletin board that we have, like a cork board that has like a bunch of stuff and yarn and everything. It's like the yarn board. Yeah. And then just on a piece of paper, just jot down like monster question mark and just pin that up. Oh my God. Yeah. You got a yarn board now. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah. Add that to your right. gear list. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, who knows what the Norse think of his monsters, you know, but, uh, man, it's it just fascinating. I love stuff like this. I read the whole, I read both of the sagas in their entirety just to get ready for this. So, you know, anytime you want to talk Vikings, you got your man right here. I just wait. Is this Pete or is this uh, Pete. you, Rick? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah, me too. But uh, you know, mostly Pete. I can fold this into the narrative. Yeah, you know, I just watched a special about a Viking leader uh, who was like this like amazing female warrior that like is just like lost to history books. But like folks who know like the original tales are like, yeah, though she's like incredibly famous. This is interesting. This is good, Pete. This is great. You know, Pete, I want to show you something really quickly, if that's all right to run it by you. Uh, I just want to get your opinion on something. And I want to sure. leave Pete over to this, like, there's a part of the office where there's, like, a curtained off, like, cloth is covering this, like, um, I don't know, like, large rectangle. And I want to pull it, and it's just a little, like, poster we made that says we love Pete. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, you, I mean, you've just been helping us so much, Pete. You, you haven't asked for a you haven't asked for a dime. You haven't asked for credit. You haven't asked for anything. So we thought, you know, this is probably it's going to hang up in the office. This is the one of the first things we put up. So uh, we worked so just, very just hard on it. We did, yeah. I, we took I, I appreciate this so mm -hmm. much. I, I, you know, I, 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 I love you all so much. And I got to tell you, us librarians, we're like, you know, we're like superheroes. You, you, you don't have to thank us, but, but man, this means a ton. Oh, you be on you a hugger. Uh, with you, Pete, I for sure am. That's that's you don't even have to ask. Yeah, I'm yeah, giving and, Pete and, a huge and, hug. And he gives you a hug. Who loves you a hugger? I am still understanding the premise of these, but I enjoy them. The warmth and, from the arms is quite nice. And and he gives you a hug too, and he's just like, oh my god, I'm, you know, I'm I'm gonna go call my mom and tell her about this. This is just, this is ugh, you 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 two. I just. Oh, and uh, yeah, he leaves the runestone with you and then uh, he heads out. Uh, I turn to Ulez. <laughs> if he turns out to be like a secret villain or something, I want it on record that I forgive him and it was worth it. Okay. I just want I just want that. I want to tap that sign that says we love Pete. It was worth it. It was worth it for the ride. If he betrays us, it was absolutely worth it. I don't suspect it, but if it happens... No hard feelings. I want that on record. Pete, okay. the big bad. <laughs> I will recall this memory. Thank you. I'm going to promise you that Pete is not big. Liz um, <laughs> will remember this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, now, meanwhile, Benny, um, as these weeks go by, is there anything you want to be doing? Yeah, I uh, I want to call my mom's <laughs> probably pretty quick after that, uh, after the tower night. She'll FaceTime them at a reasonable hour. She'll probably, like, she gets home and she's like, Oh God, I should like talk to them. And then she looks at the time and it's really late and they go to bed really early. So she waits till morning, but she probably sleeps until the afternoon. So afternoon, the next day, she's going to FaceTime the moms. <laughs> yeah. Benny's mom, uh, Lola and Eileen. Lola, I believe is played by Jodie Foster. Eileen is played by Helena Bonham Carter. And uh, yeah, your mom's both cram into that same little window on the FaceTime. And like, Hello. Hey. Hi moms. How's it going? Hey. It's it's going good. We've seen all that weird news from Port Ruby. Uh, it, it, it just, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm good. It's been weird for sure. Um, that was kind of actually the reason I was calling you was that. Um, well, I also wanted to see how you were doing, but I I've made some friends, and they're very cool. 
and they are kind of a little bit like me, which is also cool and weird. Um, well, you've always bonded with people like you. And we actually just saw Will. He was in town to visit uh, his mom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. how is he? He seems to be doing all right. You know, he's, he's still doing that weird fighting, boxing thing, you know, but eh, whatever makes him happy. Uh, I I more mean like the, um, like the fire thing. Like me. Like me. And, and they kind of like look at each other and, you know, and the, you met other fire people? Uh, no, they're not fire people. They can do other things, but um, things that are outside the realm of what uh, is possible in uh, a similar fashion to the fire thing. How do you mean? Um, well... Uh, one of my friends can uh, walk through walls. So that's suitably strange. Um, yeah, that's that's a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them can control sound, which is extremely cool. Like a DJ? Wow, I should tell them that. Uh, no, no, like 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 the vibrations in the air. Oh. It's very, very cool. Um, and then uh, one of them can control, like, light. Which is also awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've known him for a little while, and I kind of just didn't really... We've been busy, and I didn't really know how to bring it up to you that uh, I've that there are people, more, more of them, like, uh, what I can do, which is weird to learn as an adult, you know? Um, how does that make you feel? Oh boy, that's a big one. Um, not lonely, that's for sure. <laughs> and, they, and they both kind of smile, you know, just kind of beaming, you know, and it's just like, that's amazing, honey. Hopefully you'll get to meet them sometime. I One of them would just, I think, get really just excited about the farm. But um, it's a bit of a trip. So maybe, maybe, maybe at some point. Well, we, we would be honored and delighted to meet your friends. Now, maybe, maybe we'll be able to get out there, you know, one of these days. I don't know. It's like we're, we're, we're pretty busy out here running the farm, as you know. But yeah. Uh, how's, yeah, the hun yeah. how's the honey coming this year? Oh, honey, the rest of the honey selling, I guess, where it's November. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a pretty good season, you know. Um, we've had worse. Yeah, it's been kind of a mess up here. They're still recovering from all of the earthquake stuff, so maybe after that, you could come visit. I don't know. I don't know what visiting looks like. I just kind of go to work and come home. Well, there's nothing wrong with working for a living trying as long as you're balancing it out by spending some quality time with your friends too. i i've been spending a lot of time with my friends um <laughs> yeah there's probably gonna be some weird news i assume in the next couple of weeks coming more weird news coming out of port ruby but well we, we're prepared for it we we've dealt with weird 
You sure have. <laughs> we love you, honey. Love you, moms. And then they kind of look at each other and then, bye. Mwah. And it cuts out. And uh, let's say you were mm. making this call from uh, your office. Yeah. Um, and uh, as it ends, uh, my Dino lunch Mink, break. <laughs> yeah. Dino Mink comes uh, up behind you and he's just like, hey, was that the moms? Uh, yes. Dino Mink, by the way, uh, Vince Vaughn, I think we said mm -hmm. it was Dino Mink. Um, uh, yeah. The, the, ah, well, did you tell him I say hi? No, I didn't know you wanted that, but I'll tell them next time. Yeah, yeah, come on. We're, we're, we're practically family, you know. Um, sure, sure, Dino. Yeah. They, 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 they take care of you there. I take care of you here. It's all, we're all, we're all big one, happy, you know. What's up? What are we? What What are we doing? What are we doing after this shoot? Come on. I don't know. Uh, you know, we still got another fifteen minutes on lunch here. Uh, okay. So I, I imagine you're pretty happy about this whole glass tower thing. In what what way? What way? What are you assuming about this? You don't. You, you don't have to hide anymore. The well, secret's out. Everybody like knows about. I would like to still secrets. do that, Dino. I would like to still do that, Dino. Well, I respect that. But okay. But you don't have to. Yes, well. but people can make their own decisions. No, I'm not saying you can't, but I'm just saying is that you don't have to. That's all. And he goes back to eating. Oh, by the way, you ever uh, check into that information I gave you about your father? I opened the envelope. If Ooh. that's what you're wondering. It's a good start, I guess. That's all I've got, though. Yeah. No, I didn't do anything with it. Yeah, baby steps. And uh, he goes back to eating his lunch. Ula's Galley, you have been uh, over at Carpa Storage a lot, working on your pod. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just getting it back into shape. As we all now know, it fell into the Atlantic Ocean. It was <laughs> not really in the best shape. It was sort of on the fritz, which have had some weird effects here and there. And... Uh, one, let's say, evening, a uh, couple, uh, couple of weeks after the Glass Tower event, you are on your way out when you passed Sandy Carpa, who I think we said was Cheech Marin. Yep. And uh, he, uh, hey, Ulez, we drawn in the garden tomorrow. Oh, yes, that is our regular occurrence, and I will be present. <sighs> can't wait, can't wait. Uh, honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do now. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, Ulez. We will see you then. And uh, you're walking out the gate, and as you are walking out, you see a little bit of electricity in the air, and there's a crackling sound, and then poof, boom, Molly Darnell appears right in front of you. Uh, we said it was uh, Nathalie Emmanuel from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, Molly Darnell teleports in and says, we greet you. Ah, we greet you. Ulez Galley, I owe you so big. Oh my God, thank you so much for bringing my father home. Oh, you're welcome. How has that been? You know, it's been like having your father home. I mean, you know, it, it, it's been great. It's been great. You know, I, I you know, I, I love dad and, you know, it's, it's great, you know, um, but. Okay. Well, you know, parents, kids, how it is, it's, you know, uh, 
But I, I don't relate. Not as much, <laughs> but perhaps we can talk about that another time. Oh my God, I would love to talk about that anytime. We, we should hang out, me and you. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, me too. And you know what? To say thank you on behalf of me and my dad, I brought you a gift. You know, I re-examined some of those memories that you downloaded onto my computer that day. Mm-hmm. And I was able to pull up something that I realized you didn't have access to yourself. Oh. And she holds up a little, like, kind of USB-looking drive thing. May I? Yes. And just like she hooked into you uh, back when you last met her, she inserts this into the little ports that you have there on your on the back of your neck, I think. And uh, at first, nothing. And then there's a surge. And your memories of Azatora come flooding back to you. It all comes back. And for the first time in a long time, you can see the whole arc of your journey, leaving Spire, traveling the universe, your time on Azatora, Rika, Mikkel, what you did to your light blasters and why, receiving the distress call from Tules, plummeting into the ocean. You have your whole life back now. Oh, wow. Molly, I... I remember all of my missed memories. The data has returned. You were able to salvage it. How did you do this? Uh, you know, I, I like tinkering with stuff. So once this was on my computer, I kind of just couldn't help but poking around a little bit. And, you know, I might have stayed up for four days with energy drinks. Uh, but, but I got to work in eventually. And honestly, after what you've done for my family, this was the least that I could do for you. Uh, this is brilliant, and I am very curious about these energy drinks. Do they truly provide a source of energy like a battery? Um, we would like some. In a sense, they do. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to work quite the same. For You know, I'd be interested to see what happened there. We're, next time we get together, we're going to have to do some investigations with energy drinks and, and Ule's gout. Um, so now that you have all your memories back, what comes next? That is a very good question. Huh. I guess we have to consider what I want. Trying to live a life for myself, that is what I've wanted to do since I realized that was an option. And now I can do that. Truthfully, I, I believe I must return to Vion's office and share the good news. That well, is the first thing I will do. You send Vion my kindest regards and my father's as well. And I'm gonna be keeping an eye on you, Les Galley. Oh, yes. We may I, also keep our eyes upon you. I like the sound of that. And she touches her belt and gone. That is still so cool. And uh, yeah, you know, this, this, this is the kind of stuff that happens in the passage of these weeks. I see, oh, we're very close to the second tier, by the way. I think we're $15 away from unlocking those uh, power, uh, power nullification cuffs. So thank you, everybody. Um, and, uh, 
On the morning of Friday, December 4th, three weeks after the events of the Glass Tower, PR3 News has an update. Stella Combs, uh, who uh, we said was Laura Dern, pops onto the screen. We're going to assume that you all see, see this in some capacity or another. Mayor Jan Lindell passed away last night in his room at Summerstone General Hospital. And a picture of Jan Lindell fills the screen. I think we said he was William H. Macy. The mayor, who was critically injured on November 11th when his limousine was involved in a crash on the Filbert Gorey Expressway in Avalon, never regained consciousness. Deputy, Deputy Mayor Rona Carter, who has been acting as interim mayor, was sworn into office early this morning. And it cuts to footage of Rona Carter, who uh, is, uh, we're going to say, uh, Fandiway Newton. And um, she stands at a podium and she says, uh, Jan Lindell was a good man who spent his whole life in public service and he wanted the best for Port Rubri. His legacy will be a city with a stronger economy, low crime rates, and an updated infrastructure that will be overseen by Orson, the most advanced artificial intelligence in the world. That alone promises to improve the lives of everyone in this city by a magnitude that cannot be measured. And we will always have Jan to thank for it. And that is basically the news of the day that dominates the news cycles. Uh, oh, it looks like we have unlocked the power nullification cuffs. Congratulations, everybody. You have power nullification cuffs. Thank that you. work on power up to level eight. Thank um, you. Thank you so much, everyone. And uh, yeah, that just leaves uh, the after credits more job. Uh, so yeah, thank you everyone. Um, Vion, it's a weekday, so you're at the office. Uh, who else is hanging out with Vion at his office? Oh, I mean, Ulez is usually poking around if they're not messing around on their ship. Um, actually, I have a quick question. Does sure. Vion have like a spare laptop that's maybe like a little broken that could be reconfigured? He can if you want him to. Why? <laughs> what do you want to do? has a hard time interfacing with the internet as is if they could configure it to a way that they can properly like interpret all of the information that is accessible on the internet and just see what they could access plus ulas really really wants to order like a new helmet um because they're a little overwhelmed with all the supers outside okay um ulas um make an intellect role and you can apply uh I mean, you can certainly apply, you know, your bonuses here, right? Your, your, your tech bonus covers electronics. So I think that's a plus two. Yep. All right. So. Ten. Uh, okay. That'll get the job done. Um, you are able to uh, convert that laptop exactly the way you want it. And now it serves as a nice medium for converting the Internet into something a little more uh, ULEZ system friendly. Yeah. And I would I would like to throw out really quickly when Ulas brought this to Vion, we went on a no waste like website of people getting rid of stuff, mostly things where they like, like the laptop was like four parts only was in the title. Um <laughs> so also if there's anything that Ulas is looking for in the future, like that is a site we can visit. Ooh, no no what is it called again? No waste? No waste. No waste. You like this. 
Um, this the laptop configuration is this horrible Frankenstein of like va- like various actual computer parts, and then like ripped out parts of their spaceship that were like not usable in the function that they needed for their ship, and can now be reconfigured for this Frankenstein laptop. All right, I I, I admire Vion's uh, practicality uh, there, uh, and uh, yeah, and 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 that now works exactly the way you want it to. Um, do you want to tell us what does your new helmet look like? Okay, so Ula's like early season one, even a little bit of season two, they kept getting, cause they're like, they kind of look like they're wearing this biker jacket and they have like a biker helmet. And it took Ula's a long time to figure out like, what is a biker? What is a biker helmet? And then after some like media consumption with Vion, they eventually came out, like they did their own Google search and they, you know, scoured the internet and they came across, uh, you know, an anime called Dorara. And there's a really, really cool character there that gives you strong biker vibes but they have they're not human per se and they just have this biker helmet but it has cat ears however Ulez hasn't really encountered a lot of cats um so instead of cat ears i think it just has like dog ears and this is a question for um cadrax what kind of dog ears does dog have Oh, uh, because dog is a German Shepherd, it will be prick ears, yes, uh, the, the pointy kind, uh, which is also what we had we observed on Bodega Cat, ah! uh, the cat that we have had access to. Yep, yep. So that really speaks to Ulesse's interaction, and they really believe like this is going to be what helps them blend in with society because they view this as an iteration of Earth culture that they can participate in, not really understanding it's still going to make them stand out. I love this so much. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you are hanging out at the office with uh, uh, Vion, doing that stuff. Anybody else at the office with Vion? I'm going to say Benny is there because Benny has a favor to ask Vion. Okay. Cadrex? Um, mm-hmm. I'm extremely unemployed at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's say everybody's just hanging at Vion's office doing something around. Dog is also here, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Dog, dog is sniffing around at uh, Ulez's new helmet, very confused by it. Um, and, uh, okay, yeah, Benny, what is your favor from Vion? So Benny stops by and is just kind of kind of be like, hey, um, I brought donuts. Um, also, do you, yeah, do you think you can help me with something really fast? I actually don't know if it'll be fast. So sorry in advance if it takes a long time. She's going to like take her coat off and like, yeah, up and you brought juggling donuts. two bags. And like, <laughs> what do you need? Okay. So this is going to be really sound, um, really weird, but I have this necklace and she's going to pull the enlightenment necklace uh, out of her bag. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, so um long story short i was on a job for chatterbox and they had me go talk to the enlightenment which is so weird but they gave me this and then i gave it to dino and then dino's apartment got robbed and then it was on my door knob um and i was wondering if you could postcog it for me yeah yeah i haven't postcogged in a long time okay and she'll put it on the table <laughs> <laughs> that sounds oh. great uh because postcog i have to like interact with the art uh the object or the artifact i have to go wash my hands <laughs> I was for sure eating donuts. Oh, okay. That's a fine. A nanosecond ago. <laughs> Out um, of donuts. <laughs> I don't really have any sort of, um, you know, emotional attachment to this at all. So it's, you know, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, but okay. I has got like powder all over his <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Cool. Uh, I'll go wash my hands really quickly. Um, right. I. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, sorry, were you not done? Yeah, go on. Oh no, I was just washing my hands, but we don't have to role play that. I come yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> my new share of superpowers. It's you fine. wash your hands real good. Uh, and uh, give me a postcog roll, man. Um, okay. Postcog is at uh, four. Yes. And you can, are you broadcasting this to everybody? Yeah, why not? No secrets amongst friends. Okay. Here we go. Uh, hopefully this dice tray is good. Let's see here. Six. Six. Yeah, that got a two. Um, let's see. What are your specialties? Sleight of handwriting and beauty. Oh, occult. You can probably add your occult bonus to this. Great. Well, in that case, that's going to be a uh, uh, total of eight. Eight. Okay. Here's what you all see when he oh broadcasts. There is a wave of jumbled images and they go by incredibly fast. You can't catch them all and you can't even tell if they are in any kind of order. But here's what you do see very quickly. An ancient warrior, maybe a Viking, is wearing a heavy helmet covers his face as he charges down a beach with a sword. An old woman, say, is played by Betty White. She is holding the necklace out to Benny herself. Clouds as viewed from the sky as if from a plane in flight. An academic type, I'm going to say, played by Laura Linney in a room that looks like a museum. The main street of Grave Glen, California, but as a living town with cowboys and horses and everything. An old man, I'll say James Cromwell, sitting in a car, looking at the necklace as it dangles in front of him. Two children, a boy of maybe eight and a girl who looks a few years older, sitting in some sand and a guy in a 1930s kind of pinstripe suit in fedora, played by Daniel Craig, dropping the necklace into a rectangular lockbox. And then it's over. There was a lot of information there. Yeah, yeah that was pretty wow. stacked. Okay, I recognize two of those people. Oh, truly? Uh, yeah, the old woman's the one who gave it to me. Ah. And the guy, did you say he was in a car, put it in a lockbox? What was that, the... No, uh... What was that, what, uh, I can't think of what his scene was. was. sitting in a car, just looking at the necklace dangling in front of him. Is that who I'm thinking it is? Yeah. Okay. That, the guy with holding the, just... I, that's a... Oh, hmm. I think I met him when I was like a teenager or younger, like a very, maybe I was oh. like 12 or 13. He helped me not get framed by a police officer to, who was, I don't know, searching for treasure in my hometown, I guess. That's another story. Um, okay, well, I don't know what I thought we'd get out of that, but that was a lot. Does it mean this isn't made of plastic? <laughs> I'm just gonna, she's gonna kind of like look at it closer. <laughs> Before I answer that question, uh, of which Vion has no expertise in <laughs> evaluating jewelry on any <laughs> level, um, would would I be able to n recognize 
the town, Rick, even though it was in the past? Um, tell you what, make an intellect roll. Okay. Here we go. Come on, Vion. You can't throw a punch, but you're a pretty smart guy. Uh, nine? Yeah, you, it's, it, it, yes, you saw it in dilapidated, you know, half-buried form, but, but you saw enough that, you know, you can recognize what this was. That town, uh, that's where I died. Oh. Wait, what? Oh, okay. I wonder if the necklace was there. Would have to have been. To have a memory of it in it, I guess. And weren't we looking up some sort of Norse thing with the librarian? Oh, yeah, Pete. Uh, Yeah, you know, of course, nod to the sign. Pete Uh, really liked the sign. He was there. Oh, I'm glad. Good, he was great. Good. He t- he called his uh, he called his mother afterwards, I believe. Yes. Yeah, or at least he told nice us guy. he would. Yeah, great. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he gave us a whole lowdown, sort of on these runes. Uh, and we these... saw something that looked like a warrior or something on the in the postcard. Yeah. So that's ah. interesting. We might have to take a trip back to that location. At some point. Doc, anything pop out to you? I am not a long-term resident of this planet, so very little of it is directly familiar to me, I'm afraid. Uh, But I can at least uh, just lightly resonate with the necklace to confirm material, because crystal uh, will naturally resonate, because it's a crystal structure, uh, whereas plastic would not. Make a power roll. Absolutely. Uh, nine. You know, it it feels like crystal to you, uh, but otherwise just entirely ordinary, like any piece of crystal you might, you know, find in, you know, a jewelry shop and cheesy jewelry, something like that, like nothing special, nothing expensive, just just crystal. Like a quartz? Like a yeah. yeah, common common crystal. You might probably pick up at like, you know, some new age knickknack store or something like that. Okay, well. That's a lot. I will say I was expecting that to just reveal who stole the plastic necklace from my boss's apartment, but I think that gave me more questions than answers. So um, the man with the sword. Yeah. Do you listen? I'm going to take this as an opportunity to remind everyone that we have a cork board. If you would like to write down oh. any of the things you saw, you can yeah. put it up on the cork board. And then as time goes on, we can try to solve all these mysteries. I have acquired okay. new yarn. This yarn is rainbow colored. Look at that. And that's man. perfect because of Norse mythology and the Bifrost. <laughs> yeah, maybe that one can be dedicated to the Norse mystery of the runes. Can attach all of the Norse things together with the rainbow one. Mm-hmm. I wish some way we can do some kind of digital version of this yarn. <laughs> I know. I'm, thinking, I'm trying uh, to like come up with. Right? I yeah. have an app. I almost I always... always create digital yarn boards for the games that I play in, so I always have it downloaded on my iPad. I okay, love we'll that talk. all of us what? are like 
man, I wish we could do this. And Sam's like, I have a degree in doing it. (laughs) (laughs) There's an app for that. I was Uh, trying to brainstorm how to do it on like roll 20s, but you're good. You know exactly what to do. (laughs) Let's talk to Lev. Um, All right. So while y'all are sort of reflecting on all those bizarre images, the door creaks open. Ominous. And a woman cautiously pokes her head in. Hello? Is there anybody here? Yeah. How's it going? Hello. I, I walk over. Uh, yeah. And you recognize her. Uh, oh, good. If, she, if I had to say she's played by Margot Martindale, and you recognize her as Marilyn, the secretary from Max McRae's office, who you met when you were investigating the alleged disappearance of Audrey Reeves. Marilyn, welcome to our office. Would you care for some coffee uh, and or some donuts? They're Benny's donuts. I'm, I don't know if oh, I'm yeah. going to. Go for it. I bought a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn, would you thanks, care for a donut? I, 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 I'm off sugar right now, so uh, thanks. But Okay, um, well, let us know when you're back on. What brings you to uh, our office here? Well, um... Is, is there somewhere we can, can can I sit down? Can we talk? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and do you want like a couch situation, or would you prefer uh, like a official office experience? We're still kind of figuring out exactly what the energy of the space is. Uh, whatever is your preference, it's fine by me. I vacate okay. my seat. <laughs> oh, thanks, Doc. And, yeah, go. Yep, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and she sits down. Um, you know me. I'm, my name is Marilyn. Marilyn Ewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we we met. Uh, well, here says Marjorie. We met at Max McRae's office in Fortune. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know how to say this, but uh, Max is dead. Uh, and I want to hire you to find out who killed him. Oh. Okay. Well, she you hands you. Yeah. A picture of Max, who uh, is played by Sam Elliott. And um, he's wearing a suit and a trench coat. Looks very kind of old-timey, detective And uh, she says, um, last time I saw him was November 17th. Uh, he was working on a case. And uh, then he left. He never came back. And then the next day, I, I was notified that uh, he had been shot dead breaking into the Perfecto building in Avalon. I don't know what case he was working on. Max had dozens of open cases, some going back years. I've spent the past few weeks digging through the files at his office, but I I got nothing, I got nothing. But I gotta know what he was doing, why he was breaking in, and why they shot him, and I need answers, and, and I don't know. You're the only person I could think of to turn to. Because I don't trust the police. Yeah, that's a good instinct. We're really sorry that this happened. Um, we will do everything we can to make sure that justice is served. Um, you said it was the Perfecto building that was the last place that you know he was visiting? Yeah, you know, the Perfecto building up in Bray Square in Avalon? Yeah, yeah. Somewhat familiar with it. Um, shot they said he was trying to rob them or something but don't sound like Max was there um, 
Was there any official investigation in terms of uh, a robbery? Was he sort of tried on any level, even posthumously, by the company? No. As far as I know, the police uh, just accepted the story that he was a burglar and security guards acted in self-defense. Interesting. Is there footage of this? I don't know. Yeah. They, they didn't really involve me much. I'm not family. Are we familiar with what um, the residents of that police force? I, I, I forgot what they are called, but um, what are they called? What are they named? And I might be able to see what information I can locate. Oh, you mean like the like the guards at Perfecto? Yes. Uh, Do they have a title? A security guard, I would assume, would be security the official. Security guard at Perfecto. And they probably have some sort of like business registry of who they've employed, and I'm, I'm sure that's got to be online somewhere. Okay, we will look. Great, look at this. We're already on the case. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, I should probably also mention that I can't afford to pay you much, but, uh, you know, if you happen to be looking for a secretary and from the looks of things this place could use one uh i do find myself unemployed all of a sudden it is an yeah. unfortunate state i am in a solidarity with you in this i hear that for it's everywhere papers everywhere <laughs> computer parts everywhere donut dust everywhere <laughs> yeah we're yeah yeah we understand we have a pretty good sense of it i think right now benny is the only one that's got a, a job between all of us is that right Oh, well, you, you, we all just got, y'all just got hired, so I would say currently employed, but yeah, no, yeah, I have a job. Look at that. Uh, do you have a resume or something you would like to officially submit, or should we, like, maybe schedule in it? Let's see how this goes, and then maybe check in <laughs> back with you, or? Yeah, I, I can make up one of them resumes. Uh, you know, I just worked for Max for, I don't know, 20 five odd years now so uh so it's mostly going to be that bullet point yeah yeah well, i tell you right now i could whip this place into shape <laughs> yeah i'm looking around like this guy like donut dust and stuff okay yeah uh uh yeah let's uh uh let's yeah we'll uh my associate and i will will uh, uh converse separately and then we'll reach out is there a preferred number that you have or mode of contact yeah you got a pen uh, always <laughs> used to be a writer. Here you go. And uh, she scribbles her phone number down and hands it to you. And she's like, you learn anything about the case or you want to schedule that interview? You just uh, you give me a call. Okay. That sounds wonderful. And uh, she uh, gets up and she uh, lets herself out. So. What do you do? We like them a lot. We have security, or excuse me, we have secretaries where I am from, but they are the organizers. They kind of, you know, take all of the information that the watchers consume and they organize it nicely. Yeah, I think that we would probably drop that title. I don't know if it's outdated or something. I think office manager might be something a little bit closer Ooh. to the description. That sounds powerful. Yeah, we'll also see if we can give her sort of like a bump, like whatever that would be, just like. A, a bump? A bump. Yeah, I don't like you know, just like a, a more like impressive a push. No, like a, like a more impressive title that could then yeah. put her in a in a position sure. where the next job she gets would be a better job. Yeah. 
Okay. Improvement and improvement and upgrade. Mm -hmm. Ah, an upgrade. Yes, we understand that. Oh, I think an upgrade would be beneficial. She seems yeah. to have a lot of abilities that can be translated to the skills that we require. I couldn't agree more. Uh, while we're having this conversation, I wander into my office, uh, which is still probably like a little, like lots of boxes and stuff. And I like to come out with the magic book that I got at the end of last season, if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I set it down and uh, I look around kind of excitedly. Now, I've never done this, but since we know the exact location, I could try a little bit of ESP to just perceive what's going on in that location. What right is the now. translation of ESP? Uh, extrasensory perception. Ah. Yeah. So uh, you all, your sensors will be on maximum percent. Uh, yeah, in a way. Well, actually, they'll probably be like whatever I'm at right now, but just somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm tossing my, my, my sensors to a, another location. Ah, I understand that. Okay, ESP. <laughs> do, 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 do. Excuse me, folks. <laughs> Extrasensory perception allows you to perceive things in distant locations as if you were actually there. See the benchmarks table for an idea of the distance you can perceive. Use the lower of your power level or awareness for... Okay. Um, Is it too far? Let's see. Um, Jake, can we put up the map of uh, Lower Avalon and Baronsdale? Uh, do do I'm gonna say yeah. That's even even with your bump to level three. Um, getting from your office, which is in uh, Yard Hill, I believe, um, up to uh, oh uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's not. Oh wow, yeah. It's it's even north of that. Actually, it's it's on the full Avalon map. Bray Square is north of where the word Avalon is on this map. So yeah, that's that's going to be a lot more. Let's see, level three is a city block. Okay, well we can get closer. In that case, because uh, Vian's still learning all this, I think that happened. He tried, <laughs> and it was too far, so he just kind of like. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I didn't get that far. Um, so. Let's go with your plan, Ulez, of researching the uh, security guards. Doc, you, you want to go talk to, some, uh, talk to some security guards? Ooh. Is this euphemistic? Talk. Uh, that's your call. <laughs> <laughs> then I will use my considerable discretion. <laughs> All right, so wait. So what are the steps here? Ulez, you are looking up the guards first on the, on the internet. Is that the idea, or...? So, like, from okay. Willis's perspective, like, there has to be certain pertaining information about these security guards that would implicate them in the immediate murder. So, Ulez wants to know about, like, where exactly did it happen? What guards were involved? Who can we talk to? Who can we talk to? <laughs> you know? All right. Um, make a, an intellect roll. You can apply um, your electronics bonus to this uh, and your investigation bonus. Because I'm doing detective stuff. Because you're doing detective stuff. I needed my dice. Let's try that again. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a one, so you're going to have to do real bad. Well, yeah, okay. So 
you easily uh, find your way to uh, the Perfecto page, uh, uh, Perfecto's website, and let's say you poke around in there um, and find uh, a little blurb about their security, and maybe you even hack your way past some things that you should, with a 12, you know, that, that you should not be past. And you get a long list of names of Perfecto security agents, include uh, Julian Murillo, Daniel Matsubara, Cordell Branch, Jeff Austin, Alden Law, um, and and, uh, you know, I'll give you those names as they become important, but a whole run of names for security guards. You cannot tell who worked when or who was involved in what that information is either not in the computer or not in the part that you are able to access. Um, and uh, you can see that the head of security for Protect Frecto is a guy named Colm Cowan. Um, and uh, say his picture is there on the website under, you know, the, the security branch. And uh, if, if I had to cast him, I would say he's Michael Rooker. Uh, Liz will point at their screen, which I feel like it's got a bit of like a green tinge to it because that just feels nice. Uh, and they'll flip the monitor. Um, I believe this is the best information I could pull up, and we should speak to this person. Could you repeat the name again, Rick, real quick? Colm Cowan, C-O-L-M-C-O-W-A-N. The spelling is right here. Excellent. I'm wondering... Folks, do we want to do this the smart way, or do we want to try to like lie our way through this? Are we still operating as a detective group? Yeah. Um, okay. Cadrex? What do you think, Doc? about operating as a detective group or your faith in my capacity for mendacity? Um, you know, I'm thinking maybe we could do a little bit of both. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Because we could go shake up a couple of these guards. I think also this Combs fella, um, we could possibly try to smoke him out a little bit where we call him using like a voice disguiser and say that someone's poking around looking, asking some questions and see if we can just put him in a little bit of a hot spot. Um, it sounds fun, but it, but it okay, might not be the best way to do it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> could we perhaps gain even one more piece of background information that might inform our interrogation? Yeah, that's the kind of thinking um, that we need before we hop into these plans. That's good. The um, calls of death should be available from the coroner's office. Well, well can we... It, Doc, do you think you can get us access to there? I... Uh, I'm not... It would probably depend on the circumstances, Rick, of the of the cause of death, but I don't know how publicly available those things actually, like, that might just be a, a search in some municipalities. Um, like, what I'm is the obituary saying? You know, it will depend on, right, if this is like an ongoing investigation or not. Uh, if it's ongoing investigation, you know, the police you know, often keep details like that to themselves so that they can distinguish people who really have knowledge of crimes from people who don't. Right, but it sounds uh, like they there was pressure to open and shut this. 
Yeah, so, was there like cause there might have been an article that been like that was like PI yeah. cause of death either unknown or whatever like they, there might have even been like if some like nosy reporter might have even put something out like that we could probably search just search and see if anything shows up about him and the cause of death on on the line. <laughs> Uh, so you want to search like the internet for like articles about it. Is that what you're saying? Or any database that might just have that as public record. We can just see how yeah, open I think and there's shut a the shot case was. at public record. Yeah. Uh, through the, through the coroner's office here. Like cataracts would think of pathologists sort of as, as the first line here, which is why their mind went to that. Okay. So you're, you're like an internet search or you're like calling them or. Uh, I think uh, certainly Cadrax's instinct was to look to Ulez, who can obtain information with alacrity. <laughs> sure. Ulez, make me another, um, you know, internet roll. Uh, you can add investigation <laughs> bonus, and you can add your electronics bonus. This is a very good roll. Uh, where did my document go? 13. Yeah. Okay. better. Um, well, these are kind we- of public if you pay money. Sorry. <laughs> you find your way uh, to the coroner's website. Um, I'm going to say is that in real life, I don't, I don't know what this would look like, but um, we're going to say for, for Port Ruby purposes, um, there, since you are able to, with a 13 to hack your way a little bit past what is available to the public, um, you are able to find McCray, Max, a folder, and uh, an autopsy report. Um, and uh, let's say that that report would not be available to the general public, um, but you are able to see it. And it says, um, you know, Max McRae, male, six foot, whatever Sam Elliott is, you know, describes him physically. Um, and uh, eventually, bottom line, it um, you get is uh, he was shot uh, seven times. And died of his wounds. Cause of death, gunshot wounds. Uh, This is the information that I can access. That is indeed highly informative. And if anything, only reinforces that we should talk to the people with ballistic weapons. Are, is there... Is there any way to look up, this is just so minute, but like to look up if the security team for the Perfecta building are actually armed with live weapons? Because that would make this really suspicious if they're, if they only have like tasers or something, but I don't know what they're normally armed with. I mean, I can inform you of the millimeter that was found in the body of Max. (laughs) Rick, what kind of bullets we got here? (laughs) Uh, We're going to say they're nine millimeters. Um. But I also say is that you cannot find online any details about what the security guards yeah. carry on them. And that you know, might be research part, we have to do in person. Yeah. yeah. Kind of info they might not want, you know, invaders yeah. to be able to, you know, yeah. figure out what before they come. So um But if, yeah, seven yeah. nine millimeter gunshot wounds. Sorry, yeah. Be if on. we were if we were to split up, we could do yeah, like a guard shakedown in person and uh, also, like on the spot, I can try to post cog the location, um, or use a little bit of old-fashioned mind control magic to try to get some information out of someone on the premises. Do you think Perfecto does tours? 
of the facilities. Let's find uh, Ulez. Do they do? Do they do tours of the facilities? Can we tour public facing public yeah, facing tours? Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't get us back into anything specific, but it would at least get us in the building in a way that we were supposed to be there. Yeah. I enjoy uh, tours. You do not see anything about tours one way or the other. <laughs> okay. Are there any uh, job openings? <laughs> job openings at Perfecto? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a huge corporation. Yeah, it's like, uh, obviously, yes, there are always probably perpetually, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of job openings, you know, at various parts of the company. Okay. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just, uh, two questions. Is Perfecto the company that developed Orson? Yes. Am I yes. correct in that? Okay. Two, is there anything on the website about media inquiries? Hmm. Uh, yes, oh, there the is. The story just went live. Wow, sorry, that light. Yes, <laughs> uh, the the, the, the yeah. news story just went live. Absolutely, there's a contact page for, you know, media inquiries should be directed towards, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll say the name that they should be directed towards is... Um, uh, Deanna Gamble. Okay, so Great that's name. one. I think one way in. I am media. We could. Yeah. Ooh. That's not bad. We could find something innocuous that they're working on. I mean, they just announced Orson. Oh, my public wants to know more about Orson. Maybe I think Chatterbox is writing an article. I think that's the end. So two of us go try to shake down one or two of the guards to find information. And two of us go in pretending to be covering the story. Or maybe even re actually covering it for Chatterbox. I don't know if you want to do a real story. I could see if they have any, if they need a videographer to go in. And we can do it actually for real. So if they call my boss, I'm supposed to be there. Or I could just go in and pretend I'm a writer. Do some interviews. I'm not very good at that part, but. Can I pitch? You're excellent. I'll go. I'll go with Benny to Perfecto because the last time that Doc and I um, worked together on something. I get up and go get a glass of water. Yeah. And um, Ulez, you and I, I feel like we've got, we figured out like our dynamic a little bit, right? Oh, we've wow. got this whole like office and ship shape, uh, you know, to the best of our abilities before we get a professional to come in. Points of powdered like donut dust. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So I feel like, you know, this will be good and help us avoid some codependency issues uh, <laughs> that we might develop if we spend too much time together. So I think all in all, this is, uh, does that make sense in terms of the team splits? Mm -hmm. Okay, so just so I'm clear on this, Benny and Vion are going in as media personnel. Yeah. Um, and Ulez and Cadrax, wow, there's a buddy movie. Um, are going to talk to security. Is that right? You got it. Or at our discretion, uh, commit assault and battery against them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at your discretion. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Benny, are you talking to Dino first, or are you just heading? I, what, what is your plan here? I think I think we like Perfecto. Someone died, so I want to make sure that we have like all of our bases covered, so Benny is going to call Dino and see if she can right. get permission to go in first. Sure, and uh, yeah. So. Yo, Dino. Hi, Dino. Okay, so I know this normally isn't my job, but I have a pitch for you. Ooh, intriguing. I know. Don't, it's, I'm not going to make a habit of it, but just go with me here. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. 
Okay, Orson. They're doing the rollout with the new mayor that just got sworn in. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the computer thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, big tech company, big new tech project. We, we, we want to get in probably first, and I'm going to be in the area this afternoon. Um, I can go in and get, see if, well, I mean, we'd have to get, you know, contact, and I was going to, I don't know if I just, you know, would be able to call in, so I figured, you know, supervisor, higher up in Chatterbox would be the one to talk to get us in. I could get you footage. Hmm. Well, now, that's super sexy. I don't know my municipal government innovations really, you know, sell a lot of ads. Um, what would you be getting me footage of? Hmm? What are you getting footage of? Uh, I mean, it's a it's a big name tech company, Perfecto. They're trying to like get their hands in everything. Who knows? Maybe they'll own Chatterbox someday. I don't know. We want to be on their good side. Make a willpower. Oh shoot! <laughs> I'm making things up. Ah. Uh, all right, Benny Dye, here we go. Okay, all right, all right. Um, where, wait, where are my stats? Your willpower um, is six. Ten. Okay. Can uh, I add it, filmmaking? <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what it's no, for, no, but it's not. you won't even need it. Uh, no, it's Do you know just can uh, you know what? Okay, let's let's consider this like it's, a training wheels pitch for you. You go out there, you know? and yeah. yeah we can, out, we can you know. find the spin later. I can at least get us the footage early. So if we have to go in, we can just get we get out of the way. And if we don't sure. do anything with it, we don't do anything with it. Sure, I'll 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 see if I can have someone call ahead and uh, get you get you an appointment. Okay, awesome. Um. Uh, uh, can I get two? Can you get me two passes? I have someone who's driving me around today, and I'd feel bad what? leaving him in the car. Yeah, sure. What's the name? Uh, I look at V and I'm like, do you want me to give the real name? <laughs> uh, yeah. Why not? Uh, Vion Vigor. Vion Vigor. Where do I know that name from? Uh, uh, a friend of mine. I probably pop, mentioned yeah, him. Popular name. Popular name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll see what I can do. Uh, okay. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. She hangs up. Okay. We might have an in. We'll wait for Dino to get back. I don't know how efficient he is, but I think they finished the shoot they were supposed to be doing today. So we'll see. All right, you got a plan. Dino's working on the thing. And on that, why don't we take a 10-minute break? Uh, I think we are, I don't know, about $70 away or so from uh, the after credits lore drop. Thank you, everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, go take 10. We're going to show that little bit, you know, like the, the first third of our fan art reel is going gonna, is gonna to spiral here for the next few minutes. So enjoy that, and uh, we will be back soon. And we are back. Uh, Wow, this has been kind of an incredible one so far. And uh, I see we are still just about $70 away from the after credits lore drop. Uh, I got a big special one because it was the season premiere and stuff. So, you know, looking forward to that. Uh, but we've unlocked the first two. And I did update that page uh, that, you know, the the um, command unlocks. So if you want to see what they are, even though the only one left is the lore drop. So, of course, I have it updated in time to not be useful anymore. We will um, take the flogging off the schedule nonetheless. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That The flogging is happening, but I appreciate that, Sam. Um, and uh, yeah, when we left off, you were headed uh, to Perfecto headquarters, uh, which is in Bray Square in Avalon. Jake, can we put up the Avalon map um, just for a few minutes? And uh, did you, I got to set my timer here so I don't go too far. And yeah, okay. 
So Dino Mink texts you and says that your name is on the media list for Perfecto. Um, and you are expected by one Deanna Gamble. Um, you look her up online. Uh, Ulez looked, looked her up online, and I would say you can get a look at her. Uh, she, if I had to cast her, is, uh, I would say, Penny Johnson, um, who you may know played Cassidy Yates on DS Deep Space Nine or Sherry Palmer on 24, uh, an old favorite of mine. Um, and, uh, yeah, she... Uh, she will be waiting for you when you arrive. And uh, that is up there in Bray Square. See, the map is up. Bray Square, you can see, is just up there in Central Avalon. Um, and Sorry, you are coming. This, is, yeah. this is so, like, not important, but is it Perfecto, P-E-R, or Prefecto, P-R-E? Prefecto, P-R-E. P-R-E, okay. Yeah, Prefecto. Like prefect. Got it. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been typing Perfecto, and I was like, that seems like maybe it's not what it actually is. Okay, cool. Anyways, thank also, you. Also, is it daytime? Uh, oh, you know what? That is a good call. Yeah, uh, it is, let, let's say it is daytime. I, I should have given the given command to change back. Oh, let but, me fix everything. Boom. So let's assume all that stuff happened during the day. A little bit of retconning there. Just my sloppiness. Um, so, yeah, you head out to Perfecto, uh, and you were coming from all the way down there in Yard Hill and headed up to Bray Square, and in afternoon traffic, that probably takes, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, and, uh, I assume you take the van, or do you take the subway? Do, which team would, would it behoove more to have the van, do we think? Um... We might need a quicker getaway. Yeah, yeah. Team bodyguard shakedown. Uh, nonetheless, uh, one, I do have alternative means of getaway transportation. That's true. Um, and two, I don't know about Ulez, but Caden D'Alto does not have a driver's <laughs> license nor any skills in operating those kind of vehicles. That was a different member of our team. Yeah, that's, that's true. Really point. I also did tell... Do you know the reason you were coming in with me is so that you didn't have to wait in the car? So maybe we do take the van. <laughs> Ulus definitely cannot drive. <laughs> Dog right. will have to be in the IKEA bag. It's all good. <laughs> now, do you all go together in the van, or are you splitting up? Um, Actually, that sounds much better than the yeah, IKEA bag. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's go together. So, takes you about forty-five minutes or an hour or so. Um, we'll say right now it's the middle of the afternoon. And uh, Perfecto, Bray Square is kind of Port Ruby's, you know, Times Square. It's like a big, busy area. There are tourists, business people. I mean, they oh, have restaurants. parking here. Okay. Yeah, finding parking is a huge pain in the ass. Um, and uh, eventually, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll probably either have to pay for parking or park, you know, at a meter. There was no parking pass that came with the press passes. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you know what? That's a good call. Let's yeah. say, yeah. You, you, let's say, yes, you, you got a parking pass that lets you into the Perfecto secure garage. Got some perks, man. And, uh, okay, you are in the van. You are, par- you are waved into the garage. You we find probably, your way- do we let Ulez and Kadrex out before we get into the parking garage? Because yep. they're only expecting the two of us on these passes. Mm-hmm. Or do you guys want to hide in the van until we leave and then you guys bust out? I don't know if we want that caught on cameras, though. <laughs> oh, no, I, I believe that we are good to uh, travel on our own. I, I have downloaded the schematics of this area, so I'm familiar with all the floors that are publicly available. Okay. 
And I should be able to use sonar to detect any floors that are not publicly available. Correct. Okay, cool. So you two got out outside the garage. Mm-hmm. And Great, so yes. ben, Benny and Vion, you went into the garage. Um, all right, Jake, I think we can lose the map now. Um, and uh, why don't we follow? Uh, why don't we follow Benny and Vion first? Um, you park in the garage, and uh, when you park, there is a prefecto, uh, we'll say like an intern who is uh, waiting there. Um, some you know college kid who's just like, "Hey, are 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 you uh, are are you?" Um, um, yeah, but Benny with Chatterbox, and she'll reach out and, and shake the hand. She adjusts the bag that's over her shoulder. She's given right. Vian um, a second, her secondary bag, so he has something to carry to look like he's actually doing a job with me. <laughs> your Beckett and your figure? That's right. What's your name? Um, I'm, I'm Val. Val, it's so nice to meet you. What's, uh, uh, what's your position here at uh, Perfecto? I'm an intern. Oh, nice. Are you enjoying that, or...? And he kind of like looks around and he's just like off uh, strictly yeah. off the record. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel you. I, I work a lot of hours. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. the pay, the pay's not great. Cause they're allowed to pay interns just kind of like, you know, pennies on the dollar. So it's like, uh, it's, I feel it's not you. the best, but it'll look good on my resume. That's true. What do you eventually want to do? Benny points at her, her chatterbox name tag and goes, same. <laughs> Uh, what do I want to do? Oof, yeah, know, like eventually. Want to work here for real someday. Okay. Well, you're in the right spot. What's your uh, specialty? So. What's your specialty? Like, what do you? What department are you hoping to go into? I only know partially what what we're doing here. I'm just you know videographer. She'll like point at the camera in the bag. Oh well, you know I'm a coder, you know, uh, but uh, okay. I eventually want to do like technological development and stuff like that, you know, oh, finding wow. new applications uh, for for some of the stuff that they work with here. But uh, that's a long way off. Uh, As we're like walking, I'll just kind of Benny's just gonna kind of like get like generic info from like like oh like what what kind of projects are you hoping to work on? Like what kind of what are we looking into? Like <laughs> make a willpower roll. Ah, okay. Okay, um, nine. I don't know. I'm going to ask again just because it's filmmaking. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what that does here. It's okay. Uh, I'm just going to ask. I'm going to ask nine. Nine. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm hoping that maybe I, I know enough to be able to work with like some of the cool AI stuff that they're doing here. Yeah, you know? that's what we're here to check out. That's cool. Oh yeah, you're covering Orson. Everybody's mm-hmm. covering Orson. Honestly, it's it's a lot less exciting than it sounds. I mean, they make it sound like it's this huge deal, but you know, it's it's just some freaking computer thing. You know, it's just it's just a lot of administrative computers that are all tied together. They they try and sell it as this big AI thing, but you know. I mean, I leave know. it to a site like Chatterbox to spin it into something really special. But yeah, like I said, I'm just here to get the pictures. Between yeah, between us, Val, is it sort of like like a amazing algorithm that you know is predicting the future, or is it really just like folks pushing buttons, being like, "We'll sell to this," or gathering this information? Is it kind of one of those? Again, this is off the record. This is just for us out of our curiosity. Well, I mean, 
uh, honestly, a lot of it's super top secret. So, you know, I don't really see a lot of like the, the, yeah, the behind the scenes yeah. stuff. But from what I've picked up in the hallways, it's like, nah, it, it's all some, some internal system thing. I don't, I don't think anybody's pushing buttons behind the scenes. Like, yeah, it, it's some kind of algorithm or something. But, you know, you know how this stuff is. It's like they try and hype it up and I don't know. Yeah, where's my hover car? Am I right? Right. <laughs> yes, what that's I mean? what I mean. That's We're what supposed I'm to be living about. with the Jetsons, Val. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, someday I think you know we'll be able to do some kind of stuff that they say that this thing can do. But right now, it's like I don't know. For my money, I'd say it's probably just hype. Anyway, by the time you're done with this conversation, <laughs> yeah. he has brought you inside and uh, up to like say uh, the 30th floor, um, and leads you down the hall uh, to the office of Deanna Gamble. Um, who uh, says played by Penny Johnson, and um, she uh, welcomes you very warmly as you show up. Hi, you're from Chatterbox. I am. Oh, I'm 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 Deanna Gamble. What's your name? Uh, Benny Beckett. I'm a and, videographer. And a videographer. Oh wow, that sounds so exciting. You know, I, I always wanted to be like a photojournalist when I was a kid. Hey, there's always time. Pick up oh. a camera. Hey, maybe you know. <laughs> and and what about you, sir? What's your name? I'm Vion Vigor, uh, and I'm 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 here to ask the questions and take the notes. You know, <laughs> ask questions and take notes. All right. Well, I'm going to watch out for you. Um, oh, <laughs> perfectly here. harmless, I promise. Come on, join me in my office. Um, is uh, can I get you anything? Are you uh, hungry, thirsty, anything like that? I, I'm all right. Do you want anything, Vion? Could I? Could I? I, I should, could I bother you for maybe a cup of coffee? Cup of coffee? Uh, yeah, I think we can do that. And she. Uh, Point to signal over to uh, um, Val, and he's just sort of like, uh, "How do you take your coffee?" Uh, uh, preferably with a V60 pour over. If I'm drinking black, if I'm getting a espresso, usually a cortado, just making sure that milk is real creamy. Um, but you know, I'll take it any which way. I'll take it your preferred method. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be back. Okay, and uh, he kind of runs off and. Uh, uh, Deanna takes you into her office and it's this big, beautiful office with like a view that looks out over the whole square, like real impressive. Um, and uh, she uh, sits you down and um, walks back and sits behind her desk. And uh, she says, um, so you're here to talk about Orson, huh? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more here just to get, get the footage, and I think our, our actual article writers and, and script writers will do most of it, but we're just getting the preliminary information so they can do some features on it. Well, sure. What kind of footage are you looking for? I mean, what's we don't know what's available to us. You know, I, like, I'm, I'm, just a, I'm just a video intern, so I wasn't given you know, the whole brief, but if there's anything public-facing that we'd be allowed to check out, get some cool shots of, I, I don't know exactly what it looks like, if there's people working or something to that effect, we could get some, I could get some fun, you know, time-lapse footage or, or, or some, something of like internal workings of some motherboards of, of it's, it's an AI or something to that effect. I don't know what that looks like in, in physical form, but whatever you'll let us get our eyes on, um, that's really all we're asking. Make a willpower roll. Oh, ah, okay. Okay. Eight. <laughs> she kind of looks at you motherboards i don't know you what's know, an ai <laughs> I, I i think i know just the thing why don't you come with me and, and okay. she gets up and uh, she's like come on i'll take you on a little tour 
Okay, that's oh, perfect. And, thank you. And while you head off with her on your tour, let's cut over to Kadrax and Ulez. Uh, you two started off on the street in front of uh, or near the Perfecto building, and uh, what did you do from there? Do you think it is hmm, a good idea to enter through the security door that the security guards use? Well, we should certainly define our objectives in interfacing with them, especially given the wide scope uh, in which we were allowed to operate. That is correct. Okay. What do we hope to accomplish with these security guards? Because it does not seem to me that defeating them in honorable combat, though quite possible will further our goal of information. Um, perhaps the conversation of combat will be enough to dissuade them from retaining information that we need to know. We simply need to understand why did they kill Max? What, what was the reason? I do not believe that he was a burglar. It is very possible that he committed property crimes, but perhaps in search of a case, such as we have. Ah, have we burgled? We have committed many acts that are considered illegal by humans, yes. Ah, okay. I'll have to reconsider. Uh, are we ready to enter the security door? I think we should do so. Okay, so you are... You are trying to find, uh, like, the security office, or... Well, we're outside still. Like, we're on the sidewalk, so there's usually, like, a back door to buildings like this where, like, the people who work inside go out to smoke and they have the key pass to enter to go back inside, but it's exclusive to employees. Sure. It's also possible that in uh, crossing the perimeter in search of this door, we will find signs of a break-in all Mm -hmm. in ourselves, and that can further inform us about the scene. Okay, um, do me a favor, both of you make an intellect roll with any uh, bonuses that apply for investigation. Weapons? <laughs> no, not yet. Just investigation. Sorry, killer. <laughs> uh... We are still hoping to uh, unlock that lore drop. Uh, if, uh, if anybody wants to help us out, we're, we're, we're just about $70 uh, away uh, from that. And how did you do, Ulez? No. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Nine as well. Nice. Okay, nice and easy. We're um, harmonizing. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you start walking around the building uh, looking for the back entrance. And uh, while you are there, you pass the front entrance where, you know, you know, where the general public kind of comes in and out. And you can immediately see that there is one uh, to the to the far side, one of the doors, uh, which is uh, the way the front entrance looks is there is like a series of revolving doors, let's say four sets of revolving doors. And then to each side of them, there is a, a set of, you know, regular doors. And uh, the set that is all the way, let's say on your right, as you are facing it, um, is boarded up. Uh, looks like it has been smashed, and now it has been sort of like uh, like boarded in place. Um, probably while they are ordering a new doors, something like that, you would guess. Um, 
you continue to walk around the building and you find that there. Oh, why do you get a question? Yes. Ping. You want to ping the door? Yes. Okay, give me a ping roll. Ping. Oh, ping, baby. Uh, let's see. That is a thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So very controlled. You let out a light ping that will not shatter the other glass around, uh, and you, um, you, you can. All you can sort of tell is that uh, the glass that was previously in this door looks like it has just all been smashed away and cleared out. There is nothing in there anymore but board. All right. Okay. What is on the other side, Cadrex? You, I, I felt the tingles of the ping that you do every now and then. It activates some of the sensors that are rather sensitive to those things. Oh, it is just wonderful a- to be among others who even perceive this frequency. Oh, only on one of my arms. Only sensors there. Fascinating. And the other side of the door is just the lobby. You can kind of see into that from where you are. Um, oh. and, and in the lobby, you can see there is, you know... You know, there's like a walkway down the middle and then there's like a security desk and metal detectors and, you know, and then probably elevator banks beyond them and all that's visible just from, you know, if you're looking in from the street. As we pass, uh, I have discovered due to being very clumsy that when I break a glass, I can never quite find every piece. As we pass on the street, do we see uh, any pieces of glass on the street as might potentially alert us to broken in, broken out. Okay, your ping was a massive success, so I'm not going to make you roll uh, for that again. I'm just going to say your ping detected a couple of glass shards that were lying kind of in a crack by the door, you know, like where the, the cement ground meets, you know, meets the edge of the building. There's like a little bit of like... Like a just like an edge that uh, leads up to a lawn eventually, and it's got a little bit of dirt into it, and and, and, and sort of, it looks like something you know somehow ga- glass shattered and, and a couple of pieces made their way into this little crack, and whoever cleaned it up just kind of missed a couple of them. Fascinating. Question. Not to be suggestive of your actions, but so I'm clear on what's going. Are you taking the glass shards, or or do you just want to see that they're there? Uh, Well, I do want to see that they are there, if for no other reason than uh, those are very dangerous to dogs' paws. Oh, you're so thoughtful about the poppers. Our popper friends need our help. Um, Um, And the fact that it's uh, shattered thus and the scope of the glass break indicates to me that I've probably learned all that I can. Like, it's not tempered, for instance. It's shattered, uh, like, into into little pieces. And I don't think from this pattern on a pane this size I can figure out whether there were uh, the nature of the fracture pattern in effect. Because, like, if you, if you see little high force, that will have a different fracture pattern in glass. But I don't think based on what you're describing, I would be able to discern that from the pieces of glass I have here. 
to geminate between, say, a gunshot or a body hitting the glass. Those have different shards. Well, I can't confirm what you can or can't learn, <clears throat> but okay. Um, so you take the glass to protect the dog dogs? Absolutely. And okay. because uh, I don't know who else will be passing by. It is a, it is a sharp on the ground. That is... Well, yeah, but who cares? About it is that? only reasonable to do. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Okay. So you, you, we'll say you, you stop for a second and because of your ping, you have a very precise knowledge of where the glass is and it only takes you a second to get them uh, off the ground. And uh, you continue to walk around the building and uh, just on, say, you know, the next adjacent side, uh, there is like a gate that leads into an alley. Um, where you can see beyond that at the end that there is like a door and uh, on the gate here, there's like a little swipe, card swipe. Like an exterior gate? Yeah. Do we see cameras? Making an, uh, an intellect roll. I'll roll that as well, because I'm definitely looking. Wow, that was not a good roll. Um... Same Zeus. We are once again harmonizing. What'd you get? Seven. Same. What'd you get? Seven. Um, you don't see any cameras. Okay. Uh, Do you require assistance? Entering um, through here? Perhaps. My idea was to rip off the panel um, and then spoof the the swipe, the, the mechanism that would interpret us as uh, allowed to enter, but I can't pull this piece of plastic off. Would you like to disable the mechanism or circumvent it entirely? Oh, could be circumvented entirely? Uh, if you would consent to being lifted. <gasps> I do. I would like to fly over the gate with Ulas. Um, make a strength roll. Uh, Ulez, let's see. Do you, do you... Well, like coordination to make sure I don't fall. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think just Kadrak's rolling for that. I'm trying to decide what your strength uh, level, uh, you know, what your weight level should be. Um, I weigh like 25 were... Tupperware. Right, you're very <laughs> small. Was like right, you're small and you're, and you're, you're, you're plasticky, right? You know, mm -hmm. what we decided is that your, your, your armor, but, uh, well, but I'm lifting two beings, so it is worth a check. Okay, um, give me strength. German Kedrick. shepherds are not lightweight dogs. Oh, you're taking dog with you? Yeah, we've got I mean, I can do it in that. trips, honestly. That's probably smarter um, okay. than, than double fisting my companions. <laughs> to, to tell you what, um, make a roll for Ulez, and we'll just assume <laughs> that you can lift dog. I appreciate that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, do I add power roll to this because it's flight? Uh, power skill, not power, like, number? Let's say for tonight, yes, and I, I will look into cool. that for, for future roles. Uh, then it's 12. Oh, yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, you, you, you get a, you know, a good grip on Ulez and whoosh, right over the gate, nice and smooth. And then we'll say you go back for a dog, and um, the three of you are now in this alley, and dogs kind of sniffing and kind of creeps forward and then walks to the end of the alley and sort of sniffs by this door where at the door, uh, there is another one of these swipes. Hmm. 
Do we believe there is a way around, or must we enter directly ahead of us? Well, our companion indicates, from my understanding, that this is a point of interest in itself, and I'm inclined to trust them. And I do not believe we can circumvent this one in quite the same manner. Yes, there is no gate, simply a door. Okay, so, with your assistance, would you like to rip off the panel? I can't, I don't quite have the strength to pull it. Happily. I would like to exert force. <laughs> Cadrax, uh, give me a strength roll. Oh. Uh, you're going to get okay. this. Yeah. Why, why? Do you, you have an alternate way you want to do this? Uh, no, I was just sort of thinking through, like, I can ask about the materials and whether that's the way that I want to approach it, but I think... Yeah, By telling me to way. make a strength roll, and given what I know my strength stat is, that sounds like a reasonable approach. So I'm yeah, just I mean, going to, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to be presumptuous, actually, but... Uh, no, it's all you, good. Um, okay. I think probably what Cadrax uh, will do is uh, use... Uh, um, probably actually the uh, tip of the shield. Um, oh, as a okay. That's right. You've got that. Um, uh, oh wow! What did we call it? Um, uh, the shield Plasium made shield. from plasium, right? That you got from yes. uh, the lovely Sunny. Mm. Okay, he's not lovely. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Cool. That's. Um... Oh, I'm not even going to ask to add the buckler. That's those are silly numbers. <laughs> um, so not ten. Okay, yeah, you are very easily able to just kind of pry the front of that thing right off with the end of that buckler. The, that the, that plasium is, you know, incredibly like is unearthly level of you know strength, strong. So yeah, it, it just comes right off, nice and easy. Um, oh, and wow. Les, you now see the interior of uh, the electronics. Ah, excellent. If I can just. <laughs> Rip out that wire and uh, take off my oh, two fingers, I think, and then we'll connect this wire, we'll connect this wire, and with a successful intellect roll, probably, I will be able to log in and open those doors. Yeah, give me uh, give me an intellect roll. Uh, you can apply your robotics, electronics, mechanics bonus to this. Actually, this is the kind of thing electronics should probably apply to, not really right. the hacking. Uh, we'll, we'll let you have those last two. Um, but uh, for now, uh, yeah, for now, just just roll with that bonus. All right, all right. Um, 10 plus 2, 12. Okay, yeah, no problem. You, you, you do everything you said. You're fiddling around in there, and all of a sudden... Uh, the Click. light turns. The lock right. opens, yeah, and and the door kind of comes ajar, and and dog kind of sticks a dog snout into the the, the thing, and is sniffing around in there. Ooh, I see. We are fifty dollars from the lore drop. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, with dog snout kind of prying the door open, uh, it starts to you know creak open, and uh, you are now able to enter if you would like. Are we ready? Yes. We follow at your pace. I say to dog. Yep. <laughs> we look down to dog. Dog's... <laughs> and, and sort of seems nervous to cross the threshold. I'll wait for a 
moment because Dog had been sniffing very readily as if with curiosity, and now there is trepidation, and uh, in part because I am as interested in Dog's input on this situation um, as anyone else. I, I kind of actually do watch them and see how it resolves. Okay, um, and while you are watching Dog, let's cut back on upstairs, uh, where um, Vian and Benny, you are arriving, uh, and on, uh, let's say, uh, a few floors up, you are, you are now on the 40th floor, and Deanna has brought you there, and she's like, welcome to the nerve center of Orson. Oh. This is something really special. You're going to love this. Yeah, give me one second, and Benny's going to go like take off her, her over-the-shoulder bag, and she's going to pull out her big camera, which she hasn't brought out, I think, in a while. She always uses her like handheld one, um, which is the one that I think uh, uh, Vian has on over his shoulder. But she'll set it up, and she'll get the lighting right and the exposure and stuff, and she'll be like, okay, go for it. And she'll have it ready to go. And she starts, you know, in this room we keep, and she starts spewing out technical, you know, jib-jab about microprocessors and computing power and, you know, AIs and algorithms, and it just kind of all whizzes by super fast. Um, and uh, she, she, she kind of leads you into, a, opens up a door and leads you into a room, and the room is... It's a, you know, it is a huge room and is filled with computers, but not desktop computers, kind of, you know, large, you know, sort of large, like processing That's, units, yeah. you know, and, and um, it, it's just like there are rows of them and uh, it, it almost, you know, from, from, from afar, it looks like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Um, uh I can't. Um, it's just sort of like rows and rows of these things, you know, kind of this, you know, the, you know, um, and uh, yeah, just, I don't know, just all these servers like kind of together. Cool and, little light um, show going on in there. Yes, blinking lights. And, and like the room is otherwise empty except for like one guy. Um, let's say, you know, he's, he's wearing like a white coat and uh, he's got a name tag on him that identifies him as um, uh, Dr. Cole. And uh, if I had to cast him, I'd say he's Christopher Walken. And um, he, he, he sort of, uh, ah, Miss Gamble. And uh, he, he walks over. He's like, uh, uh, who do I uh, have the pleasure of meeting uh, today? And uh, she says, well, uh, this is uh, Benny Beckett and Vion Vigor. And they're here uh, from Chatterbox. And uh, uh, Dr. Cole says, um, oh, Chatterbox, that's um, the, the TV show. Uh, uh, a media hosting website. We do uh, news and, and a lot of uh, videos. Quizzes are taking off, too. I'm not in charge of those, though. Oh, oh I, I just did one of those quizzes recently. Um, was it the dog uh, one? A lot of people did that one. Yeah, it was something about uh, you can tell uh, which dog you're most like based on uh, your birthday or something like that. I don't yeah, know. And, I, and like your coffee preference. Yeah, it's, it's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's been, yeah, that, it's been going so viral. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a big fan of your work, and he kind of extends to shake your hand, sure. uh, and he's like, "But but you're not here to talk about that. You're you're here to talk about Orson." Yeah. Uh, well, this is it. This is where it all happens. I, I'm 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 just here to to keep uh, the machine running, uh, which I got to tell you, pretty much does itself. So I'm kind of just here for show, and uh, he kind of like laughs. Uh, um, what 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 can I show you? What can I tell you? 
Uh, well, I'm personally looking for some what like what you think is like the visually the most interesting part. And my buddy here uh, could probably get you so, some more info out of you, like actual questions. But uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Sure, sure. Here, come here, come here, come here. You're gonna love this. Uh, and he starts like, kind of racing down one of the uh, one of the aisles between uh, all these servers. Yeah, and uh, he's like, he's like, well, these are the servers. He's like, these are Arson's memory banks, and they, you know. And he starts firing off the insane amounts of memory that these have, and how many, uh, you know, uh, you know, how many functions per second it, it, it can it can perform, and, uh, and and starts talking about you know how the algorithms work, and, and and then he's like, but but that's all boring, and it's all in our press releases. You can find that anywhere. He's like, you want something to shoot? He's like, shoot this, and uh, he points, and then up at the front of the room, there's sort of you know one of these units uh, set up, and it has in front of it. Um, kind of like a, you know, you know that like a light on the front of Knight Rider from the '80s that kind of just like Kit, rolls yeah. back and forth. Yeah, yeah like, like a, a Cylon eye. Yeah, like a Cylon eye, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like built into the side of it, kind of like one of these Cylon eyes, where like a light like beams back and forth. But instead of just being like a red light that runs back and forth, it kind of like changes colors like rainbow wise as it goes from left to right, and the colors very quickly like they don't seem to have a pattern to them. They just kind of, um, you know, very randomly like you know just just very very randomly and very smoothly just transmute one to another in no particular order, not necessarily following the spectrum or anything. And uh, he's like, this right here is Orson's brain. Oh, all the magic happens right here. The whole city, traffic lights and, and, and if everything, everything from the traffic lights to the policemen's computers, to fire departments, to, to, to how, uh, how, how, how the water pumps from the reservoirs upstate uh, into our aquifers, all controlled right here. And it's all done uh, by, 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 by equations that tell us how to make everything the most efficient. Well, not us, tell Orson how to make everything the most efficient. Oh, this math is way beyond what any person could do. It, it's truly amazing. I would like to, as I'm looking at all of this, just like kind of turn and go, this is just incredible. You've done incredible work here. And I'm like waving my finger. I While I'm doing that, I would like to either cast or prepare to cast, because I know it takes a page to cast a spell. Sure. I would like to cast um, Danger Sense. Just to have that prepped, I believe okay. what I'm in, what I'm going for, and tell me if the description goes against this. I believe it just prepares you for if an attack does happen, you're able to add your magic level to your reaction. Ooh! So you just it's like a spy. It's like I guess like a, a, a their version of like a spider sense. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sure. Do me a favor. Roll. Uh. For your, what, what do you roll on for magic? Is your intellect or? Yeah. Yeah, because that's why I was like, that's my best. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, roll, make your magic roll uh, for, for danger sense. Right, uh, oh, you're going to decide what level you want it on. So I assume you're going for level three, the highest that you can yeah, get. Yeah, I think so. Can okay. I throw a cult on top of that? Uh, that's what we said last episode when you use yeah. your magic skill. I listened yeah. to the podcast while I was driving this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Caitlin. Yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> so that's so you're the person who downloaded the podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 12. Okay. So that is, okay. Yeah, no, that's uh, a major success. 
and uh, you start preparing that spell. We'll say, you know, you start uh, saying it under your breath. Great. And can, and I, can I, just for the visuals, I guess, of this really quickly to establish, like, when I'm casting, I know this might come back to bite me in the butt later, but, like, there is a little, like, visual element of it that, like, a sigil or something does appear for, like, a second or two. So I do have to turn my back to everyone while I'm doing it. I think... I Benny's seen you cast, tried to cast stuff or mm -hmm. cast stuff now a few times. It's been a few weeks. So while you're like, you're like, what I feel like, but he's like, whenever Vienna's talking, he's got something up his sleeve. <laughs> so Benny's going to kind of be like, as you're going to see you kind of like saying words and you just kind of complimented him. And Benny's going to be like, yeah, okay. So question, what is this, this light here, the, the light that moves? And she's going to try to like have him like show her while she's, I want to set up like a, like a rack focus shot that like from the side that follows the light going back and forth a couple of times and have them be like, so what's the timing for? Like, what is that like? And see if I can hold his attention on the, on make the brain. A, yeah, make, make a willpower roll. Okay. Oh, by that. the way, it looks like we have unlocked the Lord drop. Oh, Thank you so much, yeah. everybody. Thank you. Oh, yes. I'm excited. I like this uh, Okay, coffee die. Don't fail me. By the way, just so everyone knows, I never forget any lore drop. So if you're wondering, like, hey, what happened to that thing in that lore drop or whatever, trust me, everything is important. Nothing ever gets forgotten. Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, no, is. I can tell. I'm looking at three of my lore drop transcriptions today because <laughs> they're all coming in. Um, I did I did it bad, but um, seven. My coffee That's guy betrayed me. Just enough. So while you it was a are. Cool shot. It He's while you are distracting Dr. Cole and uh, while uh, he is casting his spell, we go back down to the street where you have watched Dog and Dog is basically now just seems to be waiting on you. Seems to be, you know, healing to, to his masters. I don't know how to interpret this. Do we also sit on the ground and wait? I think this is anticipation without further nervousness. And ah. perhaps there will be a further reaction that we can learn from down the line. Okay, thank you, dog, for your work. We were not overtly trained uh, in preparation for coming to Earth to deal with all of the species. And so unfortunately, my communication with some of the higher species of this planet is not quite on the same level as humans. Ah. Well, that is very valid. I did not realize that these species existed, though I find them quite fun. I really like their ears. And, and while you're talking, the door pushes open and uh, a guy sticks his head out. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's wearing like a blue blazer and, you know, uh, tan pants and a white shirt. And he's got like, a, you can immediately see a walkie talkie on, uh, on, on his belt. A, Excuse me. Uh, can I help you? Are you employees? We are here for Colm Cullen. We are expected. Oh. Uh, make a willpower roll. <laughs> I need you all to remember that a six is perfectly average for me, and I'm doing well. <laughs> Total six? Yes. Okay, that is going to be a moderate success. So uh, he's just sort of like, well, okay, but you probably don't want to keep Mr. Cowan waiting. If uh, Why don't you just come with me? And uh, he lets you in and then locks the door behind you. And uh, at first he's just sort of like, uh, 
Is this your dog? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna have to wait here. No. They're a part of our entourage. Well, we travel we, together. We we don't allow dogs into the building unless they are, you know, licensed service dogs. Dog is a working dog. Make a willpower roll. <laughs> yep. This is the huge benefit of having had a German Shepherd. People make assumptions about working dog here. Mm-hmm. To be clear, I said working dog and not service dog. I will never front that. Ah. Um, and get? again, six is a perfectly average roll for me. I am doing well. You got a six. Okay. I did. Um, okay. Um, and uh, he's like... Uh, I'm really not supposed to do this, but um, I don't know if you if you say it's a service dog, a working just, dog. Just, 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 yeah. Try and keep it under control. And he doesn't quite pick up the the wordplay there, but he's like, just, just try and keep it under control, okay? Uh, do you have a leash for that thing? I rattle it. I am hoping. great. This way, and he leads you down a hallway uh, and uh, into an office that's uh, uh, up a set of stairs, and then into an office that's kind of got a small window that faces out onto the street uh, in front of the building. And um, he's like, "Just wait here," and uh, then he disappears. You are alone in the office um, for a moment. Anything you want to do while you're alone in the office for a moment? What kind of technology do we have in here? Uh, there is uh, it is a relatively small office. There's a desk. There are two chairs facing the desk, chair behind the desk. There's, you know, potted plants and pictures on the wall. And uh, there is, you know, a PC on the desktop. Uh, at first, I go look at the health of the potted plants, check the dirt, make sure they have enough water, realize they're probably not watered very well. Um, and then feeling a little upset about that, I will go over to the computer and plug in one of our like connective nodes from our, from my hair, um, to like a USB port, HDMI port, anything that transfers data really. And, uh, just pull anything from the past. Uh, when was the murder? How many days ago? Um, it was estimated the, uh, November 18th, uh, yeah, the date uh, of the murder, yeah, ago? was, um, because uh, uh, I had last seen November 17th shot, um, a day later. Sorry, just to get through my notes here. Yeah, November 17th was when she last saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, and today's date, uh, I think we said, uh, yeah, is December, uh, 4th. Oh, okay, two weeks-ish. Okay, so I'll download um, any pertinent data um, from the past three weeks. Yeah, now I believe actually you you now have interface, so all you yeah. have to do is touch a computer. You do not actually have to hook oh, up to I it. To See, Thank you. Yes, you have interface, and your interface works at level uh, two. That's a little uh, baby interface. I'm still working with how to like communicate. Don't you with get to use your intellect though? It was like higher of your power and your intellect, or something like that. Uh, so I, yeah. I remember saying that you got essentially got to use it at a, at a really high level. 
Yeah, interface lets you interface and access information for computers at visual range, but yours is limited to touch. That's your limit. Uh, um, you use the higher of your interface or intellect levels, including yeah. appropriate specialties when operating computers. Uh, so this is your intellect plus your technology bonus. Fabulous. I like to re-listen to episodes. <laughs> you are so good, Caitlin. Thank you. Ten. Oh, I can't uh, about that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's a moderate success. Um, you are able to sort of start scanning through the computer very quickly. Uh, you said you were looking for stuff from the date of the murder or around the date of the murder? Preferably, yeah. Um, you, know? you find... Who was on the uh, Yeah, you do find a report from a security guard named Jeff Alston um, that says uh, on the night of the 17th um, at approximately, uh, I forgot if I gave a time for this, but uh, let's say about 2 a.m. Um, or, or I guess that would be the morning of the 18th. So 2 a.m. on the morning of the 18th. Um, the building, uh, he detected uh, an, an intruder in the building. Um, the intruder was trying to get into the elevators uh, he and his partner, whose name is Daniel Matsubara, um, uh, responded. They chased him from the elevators back towards the front entrance. At the front entrance, he drew a firearm and pointed it at them. Uh, they fired at him several times, killed him, uh, killing him and shattering the door behind him. Damn. Okay. Uh, and, if I could let Cadrax know that before. Um, well, you are about to start talking uh, yeah. when uh, Colm Cowan enters the office and said he's played by Michael Rucker. And uh, he sees you kind of touching his computer and he's like, uh, please don't touch that. Oh. Oh. Now he's, oh. He sits down. He's like, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I had anything scheduled. Who are you exactly? We're here to debrief you about the... Ballistics incident. Mm-hmm. The ballistics incident. It is... I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It is our understanding that there was discharge of high-velocity ammunition from your building outward. Mm-hmm. Approximately 2 a.m. on November 18th of 2020, two of your employees, Jeff... Oh, I can't read my reading. Austin? Thank you. And Daniel Matsubara were involved in this. Given the caliber of weapon we are looking at, there is substantial risk to people outside due to the velocity at play. It was highly hazardous, and therefore we are going to have to ask you some further questions. I'm sorry, are, are, you, are you police? Now, Cadrax, before you can answer, take a point of determination because suddenly you start to hear music. Ah. And you are distracted by it. And he said, are, are you police? And now he looks to you, Les. Oh, no, I am a private investigator. Well, private, oh. public. I investigate. PI, huh? Oh, What's yes. with the ghetto? Oh, this is who I am. I blend in very well. Uh-huh. 
Okay, well, we, uh, yeah. Um, we don't let our own employees dress quite so casually, but I suppose I'm not your boss. Um, you know, I have no responsibility to answer questions to PIs. Uh, what if we, oh no, what is the word? Cadrax? Cadrax? Are we threatening? <clears throat> what if we threaten you? Uh. Ulez, take a point of determination for being honest but naive. <laughs> I also want to paint a little picture. Like, we're sitting down on these probably, like, icky old cushy chairs. Um, and again, due to, like, Ulez's size, like, their feet don't quite touch the ground. They've got, like, their hands crossed, like, really comfortably and polite in their lap. Well, threatening. <laughs> And he kind of stands up. Are you threatening me? Uh-huh. We are. With what? Uh. Um. Uh. Uh. Cadrax. And, like, now Ulas is going to start, like, shaking your arm a little bit. And uh, Cadrax, as Ulez starts shaking your arm, um, they they kind of pull you out of this a little bit. And he's like, I'm sorry, physically threatening me? Or or what, what's going on here? Well, is information not used against folks who have not properly discussed that information publicly? I have acquired knowledge that I could use to your disadvantage. Blackmail. That's, I can blackmail you. Uh. Make a willpower roll. <laughs> I am no good at this. Uh, you are perfect six. in every way. And, and, and he's just like, blackmail me? With what? With the knowledge that you have murdered somebody who was not here to burgle. You have simply murdered a person who was caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, excuse me. That man was not murdered. My guards acted in self-defense, and even the Port Ruby police signed off on that. In my experience, the Port Ruby police have not signed off on the best of things, much less this, this murder. The way you humans treat each other is simply appalling. Well, that very well may be, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave now and take your catatonic friend here with you. Cadrax? They're a dog. Oh. What? Okay, while this is going on, on the upper floor, Vion, you are done preparing your spell, and you can feel your danger sense start to kick in, but not signaling you of anything at this time. And, uh, Benny, you have recorded your footage of uh, this kind of Cylon light, uh, you know, this rainbow Cylon kit thing. And um, uh, and uh, this Dr. Cole is just sort of like, <sighs> kind of a miracle, isn't it? I mean, I know we're living in a miraculous time now with, with the superpowers and the flying people and all that crazy glass tower stuff. But right, yeah. this, this is a miracle of engineering. And it's one of a kind, you said? 
Oh, there's nothing like Orson in this world. Amazing. Hmm. Hey, uh, uh, one quick question. Uh, where's the name Orson come from? Uh, Orson um, was, uh, um, uh, was picked uh, in honor of one of the original designers, I believe. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. It's just what always the project has been called. What the project has always been called. I know how to speak. Oh, uh, so you didn't know, you didn't, I mean, you know, you're kind of, you're top brass <laughs> as far as we're concerned with this invention. And uh, you, you never met this Orson? Oh, no, no. That's uh, long before my time. Uh, this, this project has been around for quite a while. What, uh, like 1996? Like, <laughs> what, what kind of long time are we talking? I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, prior, I mean, a project like this is developed in stages, parts at a time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just the keeper of this finished equipment here. That's incredible. What did you do before this, by the way? I'm just curious. Because this is like, this is probably the height of, you know, this is as good as it gets. Look at this. Um, what did I do before this? Um, I was a professor at uh, Hamlin University in, in Avalon. That is absolutely incredible. Wow. So you, you're coming into this with all this knowledge, all this background, and look at you just applying this improving our city making sure you know everything runs on time this is this is absolutely fantastic well the point of science is to better people's lives absolutely this is great um i turn and i kind of give benny and just like a look of like i don't know my like mm. <laughs> benny's gonna kind of so it does okay this is kind of an odd Bear with me. Does like is this room warm? Like there's a lot of servers in here. Like it's hot, right? I mean, it probably would be, but you can feel that there's a ton of air conditioning. Yeah, like it's it's being like compensated for. And this yeah. um this the brain of Orson, is it just like out or is it in like a case, like protected, or is it just like kind of like in its own like generic I don't know, just sitting? Like is it like it's no touch? Kind of or is it like more it's kind of built into like one of these servers, you know, okay, it's okay. the it's the only one that actually has this kind of light on the side yeah. of it. The rest of them are all very kind of, you know, nondescript. Um, I'm, I won't, I won't I, descript them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and this one is just sort of like it's a centerpiece at the front okay. of the room. Okay. Then he's going to kind of be like if uh, Vian's near her, she's going to be like, can you check how much heat's coming off of this? Is kind of kind of like her hand over it. Um, just like check out how much he's coming off of this. <laughs> it's trying to turn again. Yeah. Like, he's going to like hover her hand over it. Like, man, I can only imagine how many people have worked in here. But a lot of eyes have been on this. Like trying to. <laughs> now, can't, now, I, I want to be as crystal clear as possible with you, professor. All this stuff. Whoosh. Right, right over my gosh dang head. I can't imagine. I can't even understand how one of these things would work, let alone the entire connection of these bad boys. I mean, to me, I, like I, I see this thing and I just want to like put my hand on it. And I'm like, this is like, this is like a bard to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is like, you know, whether it runs, it purrs or not. But how do they all, how do they all put both hands on just kind of like looking and just admiring? How do they all work together? How do they talk to each other? And while I'm doing that, I would like to post Gog. Okay. But not broadcast. Yeah, no broadcast. <laughs> I don't need to see it. I'm listening. 
Okay. Um, you want a postcog? Okay. Uh, make your postcog roll. Okay. It's the only thing I can think to get out of this room that isn't public facing. <laughs> Eight. Okay, you get a quick flash, and you see this room full of kind of workmen kind of rolling in these servers and setting them up. And Deanna Gamble is talking to Dr. Cole, and she's like, look, your job is just to razzle-dazzle the press people, okay? These guys will set up all the equipment. It's going to look great. Everyone's going to think it's real. You just... Babble out stuff about servers and processor power and whatever you want and just make it sound good, okay? And he's like, hey, that's what you pay me for. That's what I'm going to do. And then it ends. It almost feels unreal, Benny. Like it almost feels... Like, and while you're saying that, sci-fi, man, your danger sense <laughs> starts to activate, and you look out back the way you came into the hall, and and the danger sense seems to be kind of focused in that direction, where we came from. Um, is it moving? Do I feel it like getting closer, or does it? Is that just where it is? You do feel the danger getting closer to you, but it still feels way in that direction. Okay. You know, uh, uh, Professor, this has been an absolute blast. The thing is, Benny, we probably, you know, time is money when it comes to the digital age. We probably need to get this stuff uh, edited oh, and uploaded yeah. as quick Dino as possible. Dino wanted me back by four, so we should probably yeah. get going. Would it be all right, Professor, if we came back and asked some follow-up questions? You've been an absolute hoot. Absolutely. I'm here to answer questions. Great. I would like to shake the professor's hand really quickly. Yeah, and he shakes your hand. I would like to postcog the professor <laughs> silently, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, give it a shot. Okay. Oh, five. Oh, Ooh. no. Ooh. You just get the same thing you just saw a second ago. Okay, great. Well, it, it, yep. Um, uh, great. Well, thank you so much. We probably should get going, Benny. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And so Should I escort you to the uh, elevators? Oh no 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 no! I think uh, I, we're, we're, you know, we don't. We might not get this, but I think we can figure out our way back to the lift. <laughs> okay, and uh, Sorry, I'm putting the lens cap on and putting my back in my bag, and we'll. Okay. You get your equipment together and you walk back into the hallway where you find Deanna Gamble waiting for you, and she says, um, uh, "Well, I hope you got uh, the answers to everything uh, that you, you you had to ask about. Um, mm -hmm. We are here to." Uh, you know, to, to let the public know that Orson is here to help people. And Got some really good talking, footage. It's really pretty in there, actually. Yeah, yeah while she's talking, you start to hear like, like this kind of loud banging. That's it's good. coming from outside by the window. Um, and you turn to the window to look. And when you look, you see like a pickup truck fly oh. up past the window and plummet down. Meanwhile, Cadrax and Ulez downstairs, you are sitting there and he's 
get out of my office. You know, I, I don't appreciate people coming in here and threatening me with, and as he says that, right outside of his office window, a pickup truck just falls from the sky and crashes down right on the street in front of the building. And he's, what the hell was that? Oh, no. Uh, like, uh-oh. He, he picks up his CD he's like, Security, I want a team out front right now. You two, get the hell out of my office. Ah, uh, okay. Good day. Caldrax uh, will get uh, out of his office. Okay. And uh, the two of you get up and you uh, walk outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, do Do you? <laughs> oh, sorry. No. I, I We're out of the office. Oh. Okay, what do you do? He's too busy to follow up with us. Um, I'd I'd like to send a more powerful ping through this building. We now, um, upward specifically, because that's where we knew uh, your boy was going. I'm looking for something very highly dense, um, most likely. Because whatever kind of actual cluster they're going for uh, would probably be. I would love to. Uh, 10. All right. Um, that is... Yeah, that's a major success. But this building is a hundred and change stories tall. Um, so it's just a tremendous freaking amount of information, you know. Uh, and you... There are offices and there are bathrooms and there are all kinds of computer servers all over the building and and labs and, you know, elevators and and staircases and meeting rooms. And I mean, just it is just a huge mess of information for you to kind of process all at once. But you have a little bit of a mental picture of the layout of the building now. Uh, Do I have a sense of how many server clusters there are in this building and their size? Because you mentioned those specifically, and again, I was looking for dense. I mean, there are probably 20 of them, and the only really big one is on the 40th floor. The rest of them are all about the same size. Noted. Wonderful. Thank you. So now what do you want to do? What are we thinking? I've detected a large server cluster on the 40th floor. That said, I do not know what would throw a pickup truck. Wow. And I am concerned about innocence outside as well. Um, I'm I'm kind of going for an I hold my oath here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Take a a point of determination if you're dropping the investigation to run outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I'm not following. What are you doing? Uh, after Cadrex says that Les is going to look down at their belt. Do I still have? Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, my brain didn't connect that right. Uh, you know what? No, no, no. I will follow because, okay. yeah, Les is not the best at making their own decisions. The two of you run outside. Um, and Benny and Vion, what are you doing? Uh, what is Gamble's reaction to that? Uh, she was not facing the window, but she hears he the was- kind of banging, and she's just like, what is that? Uh, 
I think Benny's just like looking out the window and then like looks to Vion like. And then she's like, oh my God, it's another one of those earthquakes. What do we do? Should we stand in a doorway? Uh, no, I think that's actually bad. I think you're, uh, you want to duck and cover. Get under one of the t- the tables that's holding the servers. It's a great idea. And she like runs into sturdy, the server yeah. room. And we turn around and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is my danger sense still um, off the out- charts? Okay, Ooh. we got to get out of here right now. Yeah, yep, let's go. Okay, you start heading down. Mm-hmm. Cadrax and Ulez, you go back through the hallway the way you came down the stairs, back through that little alley uh, to the gate and around the front of the building um, to where you saw the pickup truck drop. And you look down the street and about three blocks down or so, you can see a person who you would guess is about five stories tall. Oh. The giant is dressed in black, their face hidden by what looks like kind of a ski mask, all their clothes, of course, proportionately big the way they are. And he is kicking at a building that is there. And then as you watch, he picks up another truck and he smashes it down on this building and then lets it go. And it comes flying through the air towards you. Both of you make a coordination roll. Okay, if I got smushed by a car and this is how I go, <laughs> not going to be happy. 11. 11. Seven? Seven. Okay. You both get out of the way. Okay. The car lands well behind you. You can hear the figure saying something, but you can't quite make it out from this far out. He continues to pummel this building. What do you do? I would like to remove their vision by blasting light into their eyes. I mean, I would like for the light to also hurt it, but at that size, ah. Uh... Well, you're, you're about three, three and a half blocks away from this person, and they are not looking in your direction right now. They are looking at the building in front of them. So, like, you know, imagine, you know, a city yeah. street in Port Ruby. They're facing the side. You are way off to, like, say, their right. Um, about three and a half blocks. Uh, then Ulez will look to Cadrax. Um, I have not witnessed any giant folk here before. No, my understanding was that uh, the pressure of Earth environments, uh, as well as the oxygen levels, creates an upper limit on size. This is most unusual. Would you like to see if we can attempt to interface with them more directly? Oh, yes. That would be lovely. All right. Uh, If you would be so kind, stay. I will uh, loop leash for safety. Uh, And is this uh, just a skyscraper part of Avalon or are there also some of the older buildings with uh, the fire escapes? Either is fine, honestly, but... This is skyscraper. Like you're you're in like basically Times Square now, where it's like all the surrounding buildings are just you know skyscraper massive. You know it's like right, which means there isn't a nice like fifth story level uh, set someone down when you fly them up. Um, there might be like a restaurant or something, you know, with a with a with a with a roof that's you know a couple of stories high. 
because uh, I can get... Uh, I don't necessarily want to, like, carry you forever. That might not be comfortable, and you might want a little more positional autonomy than that can provide. So if there's a place uh, where we can fly you up to, and then we can get uh, a little more... I'm looking to get on their level, mm-hmm. in effect. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, like... In Times Square, there's, like, the M&M store, and there's, like, a couple of restaurants, you know, like Bubblegum Shrimp Company and stuff that are in, like, kind of slightly smaller buildings that are, you know, there for the tourists that are built, you know, on the inside of the skyscrapers. And there might be, like, a theater there or something, you know, um, right, 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 you know, at the edge of Broadway. And uh, let's say a couple of those buildings have roofs that are, you know, four to six stories tall, roughly equivalent with this, you know, five-story or so attacker. All right, I uh, will flip my hood up because it is December, so I'm cold, so I have one of those. It is cold, Uh, yeah. But for the sake of, uh, I'm not, I don't have that much anonymity, but, you know, a hood is what we're going to do. Uh, Okay. uh, We'll we'll, uh, fly up and try to get, um, not into their face in an aggressive posture, um, but, like, to communicate more effectively. Sure, you fly, I'm gonna say, because of your previous strength role that you're able to pick up Ulez. Um, you haven't been hurt or anything since then. Uh, so you, you pick up Ulez and you soar towards the top of a nearby theater, let's say, uh, that is you know, about four stories tall and is right there uh, in the square. And uh, as you are doing that, Benny and Vion, you make it down to the lobby and come running out the front into the street, and you now see this 50-story giant pummeling this building uh, while, oh, sorry, not 50-story, five-story giant, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just saw Sam freak out there. I was like, what'd I say? Oh, yeah. Okay, this five-story giant uh, pummeling uh, the, the, you know, this building um, while uh, you see now Kadrak soaring through the air towards carrying Ulez. Okay, well, it looks like they're on that. Okay, we didn't come past where the car is, did we? I guess if you wanted to, uh, yeah, I I probably shouldn't have led you out to the street if you want to go to the garage. Do we want the car? I turned to Vian (laughs) before we Um, go out the lobby. Thing is, I I could also probably fly us there. (laughs) That's true. Um, but I'm not very good at this stuff yet. Yeah, let's get the van. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, follow on, get the we'll van. Follow on the yeah. ground. Yeah, we we'll go get the van. <laughs> All right, sure. You you head to the garage, you get the van, and you come uh, pulling out of the garage. You, you can see it's got one of those, you know, security arms, um, mm-hmm. and there there's a guy in a booth there. I have a pass that I was allowed yeah, in here. Yeah, fine. Have a nice day! Thank that, you. Stay safe. And I'm just going to gun it. Where did go? Uh, <laughs> and you, uh, you zip on out of there. Can I say that uh, while we are doing that, I um, queue up telepathy? Make a magic roll. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a seven. Oh, I can add a cult add to a that, cult. right? I was going to say add a cult. Nine. Nine. <laughs> I need to remember nine, And you're trying to get it at level three, I assume? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's a major success. 
and um, it'll take you know a page to kick in. But okay. you are working on telepathy, right? So now. great, I'm doing my making the sigil in the air. Great. Um, Cadrax. Okay, so you are dropping Lulez on the top of the building and then flying in this guy's face, or flying in this guy's face while still carrying Lulez. Uh, I will follow your body language in that regard. Um, is just chilling. They're just like, I mean, <laughs> this is quite nice for them. Yeah, nice chilling day. Oh. Um, but basically, do you want to be here? You want to be set? Sure, down? Yeah, let's, let's go cool. together. All right. Uh, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. You fly towards this guy. And as you fly towards him, uh, do me a favor, make an intellect roll. Uh, both of you. Anything I should add? Um, let's see. All work, no play. I uphold my oath, not from around here. Or like Oh, no, I'm oh, sorry. Your, 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 your specialties. Weapons, general surgery, power. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Not yet. Hmm. Eleven. Um, would investigation Eleven. count? Yeah, you can use investigation for this. I'm Eleven. Just like a, what, what you see in here kind of roll. Okay. So you harmonize perfectly. Oh. Nice and easy. <laughs> um... You fly towards it, and uh, you, you, you see this guy, and he, 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 you know, he, he kicks the building again. And as you, as you get closer, you can see that this building is Port Ruby Police Headquarters. And as he kicks it, you hear him say, like, bellow in this deep kind of, you know, just a voice unnaturally deep, you know, from, from his massive size. Uh, you can hear him say, hey, nothing personal, but when I'm hired to do a job, I do the job. And he, boom, punches the building again, and it just, like, cracks all the way up the side as you see all sorts of police and personnel spilling out of the building. Uh, hello, we greet you. And, and he kind of pulls it off and pulls, he pulls his hands back and just to punch again and then kind of turns his head. And he's just like, what the hell? Uh, I'll... He goes, I gotta look up at that. Goes, shoe fly. And he fucking waits. <laughs> and, he, and he waves, sorry. And he waves his hand. You know, right at the two of you. Cadrax, since you're in control here, make a coordination roll. Oh, you lucky. I am. That's another 11. Okay, yeah. You easily dodge. And, uh, it is the hell do you want? And kind of waves his hand around in front of his face, like as if like he was being, you know, swarmed, you know, like like a bug or something. We need you to have more concern for civilian casualties in the course of your destruction. <laughs> there are dogs nearby. Uh, yeah, well, they don't call me big problem for nothing. And he smashes the building again. I need to make a power roll. What do you want to do? Um, concuss him. <laughs> if you need to drop me, drop me. 
I'm late. No, I think uh, I think this this works um, because effectively I'm I'm looking uh, for uh, mechanical wave into kinetic motion because mm. you, you jiggle the brain in its juices. This is uh, the broad side of a barn, um, respectfully. Could I set uh, up to our advantage? friend here? I'm looking for the night night button. Yeah, I um, without without that. doing any kind of like aneurysm form of damage that something like a little more focused would be that would be catastrophic to them what, what did you say uh b mm, i'm gonna set up an advantage for them okay what do you want to do uh take away their vision uh by blasting light in their eyes just temporarily you know okay like, i would so like to try hurt, but i mean create the quality of blinded through a maneuver or dazzled or something dazzled yeah, yeah. okay um yeah, make your power roll. Yeah. Okay, okay. Five plus four is nine. Okay, that's a major success. If I remember correctly, that creates the con- that cre- uh, creates the advantage with I think two free activates. Um, so he is now dazzled as this light blasts in his eyes, and as it happens, he stumbles back. Uh, every footstep shaking the entire ground. As the two of you are driving through the van, it kind of like rocks in the street. Can can we have picked up Dog, by the way? Dog was set to stay. Can we get Dog in the van on our way past the front of the building? 100%. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. I'm worried about Dog if things are being rocked around and cars are being thrown. Yeah, okay, you got Dog. Um, Cadrax, to you. Yes, uh, trying to position myself so that if I if I apply kinetic force and then night night happens, it might go Boulevard. I mean, that's kind of the best. There's nothing great to be done. There there are five stories to work with. Um, nonetheless, uh, this is not a complex. I'm not doing fine tuning here. This oh. is um, an Given the scale we're working at, if nothing else, this is an application of. All right, of I'm course. actually going to have to ask you to hold on to that for a second because now it occurs to me this is no longer a surprise attack because B flashed his eyes. So everybody's got to roll initiative. All right. Oops. 11. Uh, Do you want us in the car on the initiative order too? Yeah, might as well. Okay. I got eight. eight. Oh, uh, Omar, eight. Five. Seven. Okay. So it's going to go Cadrax, then Big Problem, then Vion, then Ulez, then Benny. Cadrax. To do exactly what you just described. Uh, tell me again. Uh. Effectively, uh, uh, blast the head with the aim of uh, inducing concussion. Right. Okay. Um, night, night. Make your power roll. Yep. Uh, I'm going to use one of the free dazzle activates, and I'm going to um, uphold my oath because I'm protecting the citizenry. Yeah. Okay. So you're burning your. Uh, yep. One, uh, of, one your... of my two. Yeah. Okay. Hey. All right. That's a five on the dice plus. Uh, four from the two from the activate and two from my own spend of determination. 
um, plus six plus one. Um, so, 16? Does that follow with people? Uh, one plus five plus four plus six? You sound like Tim Curry from Clue. The one, one plus two plus two plus, two plus one. Two plus one plus, it's my favorite uh, thing in dice counting goofs. Okay, so yeah, that's a total of what did we say? Sixteen. Okay, so that is a massive success, and you blast his head, and he's just ah! and you could see he is in some serious pain, and that scream echoes throughout the out the whole square, but it is not enough to knock him out. You can tell that you have damaged him though. Um, so how much did you damage him? Okay. Um, now it is big problems turn. He just, oh, 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 you are so dead. And he swipes at you again. Cadrax, roll coordination to see if you can avoid. That's another free activate if you need it. I do. Uh, eight. Eight. Um, sorry, nine. I'm flying. I can add my power to this. Power skill. Okay, so, hmm. Cadrax, he comes, his hand gets right by you, and it doesn't hit you, but it hits Ulez. And Ulez, you go plummeting down, falling, falling, and then you smash into the sidewalk. You are out cold. And as you are lying there, kind of electricity kind of the air around you begins to crackle a tiny bit. And poof, Molly Darnell pops in, puts her hands on you, touches her belt, and poof, the two of you disappear together. The van pulls up right at the feet of Big Problem. Benny and Vion, you get out, and we will find out what happens next week. Thank you so much, everybody. This was a dream season three premiere. Um... I love y'all. And thank you so much to everybody in chat who joined us and stuck with us through all this. I know we were went a tiny bit over time. Um, real quick, let's go around the table and tell the good people where they can find you, starting with um, Omar Najam. Hey, everyone. I'm Omar Najam. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter, uh, as well as uh, to, on tomorrow on the Discord. I'm going to throw up the next chapter of Eon's book. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! I've been waiting to find out why she's in her the other one's dream for like <laughs> it feels like a year now. It's it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty wacky. So uh, if you want to check that out, um, chapter uh, the next chapter will go up tomorrow, and the, this I believe the entire book will be done by the end of season three of this show, uh, which will be very exciting. Um, and then if you want to do me a huge favor, go to YouTube.com/MonarchsFactory, pull up a D and D video, and in the comments section, just put Omar's great. Just go ahead and do that. Uh, just let's just see what happens. Thank you very much. Say that one more time for me, please. That is uh, youtube.com slash monarchs factory. And then uh, there's a lot of great D&D &D videos on there. Pull one up, give it a thumbs up. 
in the comments section, just write Omar is great. I'm just, it's for science purposes. Only on one video? Are you sure? You know what? I mean, like, let's just increase the sample size. Uh, however many, however many everyone would like. Yes, the um, proprietor of Monarchs Factory will just <laughs> love this, I'm sure. Yeah. Wh whoever that might be. Um, right, right. Could uh, be anybody. As, as I just far. chose a YouTube channel at random. It could have been. Um, uh, yes, that's what I assumed. Yeah. Could have been Q time. Who knows? So anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's me. Omar, you are you're a bad seed, but I like you. <laughs> um, Caitlin Bruder. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KKAM8BR. It's not a word, don't worry about it. Um, and you can also catch me doing more tabletop RPG things over on Rule of Lore, twitch.tv slash Rule of Lore on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Pacific for Infinite Horizon, which is our spacefaring sci-fi superhero cypher system game that's in our homebrew universe. Um, we're nearing the end of our season two, um, and all of that backlog is on YouTube. And this week, I am also in... On Thursday, <laughs> back last month, we did a bunch of, uh, we did a big charity, or two months ago, I don't know, time is fake. We did some charity events and unlocked a special on Rule of Lore where me and Olivia, another member of Rule of Lore, are going to be doing a probably not brief special called Two Lesbians Talk About Twilight. Um, so you should come and watch that. Some of my favorite promotional material I think I've ever made in my entire life. I'll tweet the second thing I made. Um, and then there's another thing that might be happening that I'm not going to announce yet because I don't know if it's happening or not very soon. So just like follow me on Twitter and you'll see what's up. So that's what I got. It's a very confusing title. How, how many lesbians will there be? Uh, two of them, yeah. Uh, what are they gonna be talking about? Twilight. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's a lot going on. It's a, they just, they, I think the, our, whoever posted on our social media was like, it, as described on the tin. I was like, yeah, it sure is. I think it's 4 p.m. Pacific. I didn't oh. say the time, so yeah. Mmm, Semdlev. All right, I'm through four YouTube videos so far. <laughs> Got you, buddy. Uh, when I am uh, not committing internet crimes, a thing I never do, uh, you can perhaps uh, roll a successful perception check for me uh, as a role-playing gamer and variety streamer throughout the Twitchernet, uh, the schedule for which is on my personal Twitch about page. That's twitch.tv slash D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. D -E -L -E -V -E -L -Y. And be Zelda. Yeah, hello, hello. It is I, your busy non-binary B. You can follow me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda. I am a podcast member of the Broadswords, a 5e D&D actual play podcast, as well as I host Anime Attaché, a podcast where I teach to people who have never consumed anime what fun it truly is. And we're starting with My Hero Academia, as well as I have a new show on Twitch where I stream on behalf of Origin Game Fair, uh, Tabletop Otaku, where I talk with like tabletop designers and we figure out why they don't just watch more anime instead of designing games. Yeah, definitely check that out. Oh my God, <laughs> we're, we're all so proud of RB. Um, I'm Rick Budd. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913. Or you can follow the show at Power Play RPG uh, in either of those places. Oh, look at the kitty face. Oh, who's got a furry face? Who's it did causing problems all stream. She knocked oh, my screen screen over about 10 no. minutes ago. 
No, he's a good kitty. Um, and uh, yeah, and I will be back here next week um, with uh, most of these people uh, for uh, Power Play uh, Season 3, Episode 2, um, which I am now super looking forward to. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, thank you so much to everybody who joined us tonight and everybody who donated and subbed and stuff like that. Um, and now, uh, without further ado, the theater goes dark. And we are in an unknown location in the present day. We see two scientists in lab coats, uh, one played by uh, William Jackson Harper. He's wearing a badge that identifies him as Dr. Mosley. And the other one uh, played by Elliot Page, wearing a badge that identifies him as Dr. Sutton. Uh, They are walking down a dark metal hallway. And Dr. Sutton says, I hate it down here. And Mosley replies, oh, you get used to it. And Sutton says, I won't. And then he kind of grips his stomach as if he feels sick. And he says, we shouldn't even be down here. We should be up there. And he points at the ceiling. Mosley smiles and nods. I know it feels that way, but this is where we're going to find it. So this is where we need to be. Sutton stops walking. How long have you been doing this? Mosley responds, about five years. Sutton says, and uh, how long was it going on before you joined up? Mosley says, I don't know, a lot longer than that. Sutton says, see, that's my point. We can roam around down here forever, but we're not going to find anything because, are you ready? Brace yourself. It's a myth. It's not real. Mosley nods patiently. Yeah, yeah, some people think that, but I disagree. And Sutton responds, come on, chasing our tails. There's absolutely nothing before he can finish. The whole hall rotates 45 degrees, and the two of them are just thrown off balance into the wall. And they slide across the floor, just crash into it. And suddenly, like a siren begins to sound, and they look at each other in shock. And Sutton says, no friggin' way. And they kind of steady themselves and awkwardly run across the now slanted floor. And they come to a window, but it's not a regular window. It's more like a giant porthole. And as they look out of it, we realize they're on a submarine underwater. And they gaze through the porthole and their eyes go wide at what they see. And Sutton says, I don't believe it. And Mosley beams and says, I told you so. And on that, we'll see you next week. Thank you for playing with us. Hey, everyone. This is Rick. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.